This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all-sports radio station. 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian. The opening kickoff. 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 Here are Mark and Lee. Here we are in the studios of WNSP. It's another edition of the opening kickoff. We're here till 9 a.m. Uh, thanks for hanging with us this uh, this early morning. We got a lot to get to as always. You know how it works. 694-1055. Get us in the app at WNSP.com. Got a great list of guests for you and plenty to get to on what we today. I don't even remember how we got on the topic, as always, yesterday, Lee, but we're celebrating TV themes. I don't really know why. Why not? That's what I always say. Yeah, I'll tell you why. I just came up with a good reason. There was plenty to watch on TV last night. So let's tip our cap to the themes of television as the Writers Guild goes on strike and, you know, there'll be no TV to watch for a while except for reruns. We have sports still. Some, so. of, these, some of these themes are going hot and heavy before you were even old enough to watch and before nick was even born but uh i remember them so and i'm I'm sure our listeners will too yeah we do have as usual an assortment of headlines we got a a transfer quarterback at Auburn and finley he's out for the second time in the transfer portal we'll be talking about that and what auburn looks at they've had two quarterbacks i believe come to, to come in and visit or at least one maybe two uh, as uh, Hugh Freeze looks over the portal. Uh, the college football playoff schedule, Mark, for 2024 and 2025 has been released. Did you take a look at that? The uh, where the uh, games will start, I guess, the third week in December on campus, four games, one on Friday, three on Saturday. Then what they're trying to do is avoid conflicts with the NFL, of course, obviously with the NFL and their strong ratings. They don't want to deal with that. So your quarterfinals, which then go to the bowl games, will take place a little later on. For instance, December 31st, and they'll be during the week, not on the weekend, during the week. Right, but the good thing about this is you have consecutive days of playoff caliber football. So, if, if and I don't have it in front of me, but you could have college football playoff like Thursday, Friday, NFL playoffs on Saturday, Sunday. Very how, true. How fantastic is that, guys? Well, here's what you got in the quarterfinals, not this coming year, but the following year when they, when they, they expand to 12 teams. Quarterfinals on a Tuesday, one game, and then three on Wednesday, January 1st. The semifinals on a Thursday and a Friday. Yes. Now, you see, that's must-see TV. And then, of course, How you have the that? NFL games on Saturday and Sunday. That's that's fantastic. I mean, I know I'm not a huge fan of watching college football midweek. Cause why? Because generally, it's nobody I want to see. Who wouldn't want to race home every day from work and then go into work the next day to talk about that? That's that's fantastic. Well, you're right. You won't be getting the MAC games, the Mid American Conference games, like you see on Tuesday and Wednesday and, and Thursday, and conferences like that. But um, the first the first season of the 12 team expansion, they start December 20th, a Friday night, and then three games on Saturday. The quarterfinals are on a Tuesday, December 31st, Wednesday, January 1st. Then the semis are on a Thursday, January 9th, Orange Bowl. January 10th, Cotton Bowl, 
the championship game January 20th in Atlanta. The following season, it's basically the same format. Uh, December 19th, it starts on campus, at uh, on a campus, and then the uh, the rest of the one game Friday, three on Saturday, quarterfinals December 31st, January 1st, during the week, Wednesday and Thursday, semis Thursday, Friday, championship game the 20th. That's the schedule. So they already got it mapped out. How about that? I, I'm I'm looking forward to it. the only thing I'm not thrilled about. I got to be honest. I'm not I'm not a huge fan of like Friday night. Uh, I know we normally typically say that's that's high school football night, but even so, I'm not even sure. I think high school would be over by that point. I'm trying to think, uh, you'll have basketball. You may have uh, basketball games. No, I just I, I don't. I, there's just something about college on a Friday night. I'm not a fan of, but I, I love the idea and I love it. Uh, on days leading up to the NFL playoffs. I think it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be a great time of year. Although college football playoffs starting to feel a little bit like the NBA playoffs going to be going on forever. I don't know if they'll get to that point. I hope not. Yeah, the playoffs yesterday, both games were good. Uh, the better game, Lakers, they survived Golden State. They had a good lead. Golden State with a 14-0 run to tie it late in the game. Anthony Davis had stellar numbers. Uh, with the points, 30, 23 rebounds, and the, the Lakers get one on the uh, Golden State home court. Uh, they won it by 117-112. It was tied at 112. Russell hits a basket after a 14-point run. Poole misses an open three, and uh, the Lakers survive. And then the uh, Knicks, oh, my gosh, they struggled to beat the Heat, 111-105. And, and Mark, the uh, Bulls didn't even have Butler. They're, not, they're missing Tyler Hero for the whole s series, okay, for everything. But Butler stayed out. He didn't play yesterday, and the Bulls almost won this game. I watched a lot of this game yesterday, and the Knicks just couldn't shoot. Couldn't the shoot heat, at yeah, all. Yeah, the Heat. Heat did, uh, did well. I mean, they, they're a grinding team, and they stayed in there, and uh, it was a very close game. Finally, Brunson, who had a terrible start to the game, finished with 30 points. So that series is tied at one, but... I'm telling you, if Butler gets back in there, it, it doesn't look great for the Knicks unless they start playing better. And the Knicks had their full complement. Randall was back in the lineup also. So a very unusual uh, story in the National Hockey League. There was a guy named Joe Pileski who had four goals. Think about that. In a postseason game, four goals, and his team Dallas still lost in overtime to uh, Seattle. So let's get back to Auburn. Uh, T.J. Finley is leaving no surprise there but right now on the roster that only leaves them with robbie ashford and that that the true freshman holden griner that's it right now i i i don't doubt for one second they're going to be bringing in somebody and who knows after this show ends they may make an announcement um this is the issue i have with the transfer portal more so than anything which is don't get to play in the portal I go didn't work out into the portal I go it's not about man things aren't what I thought I need to get closer to home you know I have a problem with the coach whatever the reason this is just simply free agency now right we've talked a lot about this um actually TJ Finley had some very telling tweets leading up to this which kind of gave you the indication he was going to do this yeah I find it interesting that Alabama and Auburn have had kind of different experiences this offseason with the portal, especially when it comes to uh, quarterbacks. This is something we talked about earlier, right? Hugh Freeze 
uh, I think has an eye on a couple guys, but clearly um, TJ Finley was never going to work out. And now he's going to go find his third school to play at. And maybe, maybe it's not the school. Maybe it's you, TJ. Maybe it's you. The two quarterbacks that have been mentioned, and we'll talk to Justin Ferguson later on in the show, the transfer from Nebraska. He, he started at Texas. Thompson, he's, he was one year at Nebraska. He's in the portal. And then the Michigan State quarterback, who is considered a dual threat, uh, he's out there also. Um, so I don't know if either or are coming to Auburn, but right now, you're down to really one quarterback who's got any noticeable experience, and that's Robbie Ashford. So, obviously, Hugh Freeze and his staff looking a lot of game film as to any quarterback that's available that is, in their opinion, the equal or better than what they've got right now. Yeah. Because they don't have hardly any depth at the quarterback position. Yeah. Um, this is uh – uh. Well, like we talked about, not unexpected, but it's it's always going to be a, a story when a quarterback transfers out, especially one that got some playing time. Now, I guess the question we could always ask that hypothetical is what if he hadn't gotten injured uh, against, I think it was Penn State, right? Um, T.J. Finley? Oh, Finley. Yeah, I, I think that I think that's the uh, – would things have played out differently? Man, I don't know. Uh, I just feel like he never – Really had a firm grasp on that job. And I think people were talking about Ashford even when Finley was starting. I don't think he fits what Freeze wants to do with a quarterback. If you look what he did with Malik Willis when he transferred to Liberty, he's looking for that dual-type threat, the uh, RPO-type quarterback. I, I just don't think Finley actually fit the mold of what Freeze was looking at. And I don't I don't get the impression, but then and I don't know – you know, I'm not up there listening to his press conferences in person if he's really satisfied with the quarterbacks that went through spring. It's almost, I guess you could look at it like Nick Saban did with his quarterbacks, Yeah, and right? I, that's Isn't a that great kind of equivalent? Yeah, it, it basically, as much as we said they, they the, the portal's been different to uh, at this point, they, I think they both had that very similar feelings after their spring game. Um, but based on what I've read, and, and, and again— don't take this to the bank, and let's say we do have somebody coming on later on in the show. It appears that the Michigan State quarterback has the, let's say, assets that Freeze looks for in a quarterback as far as what he wants to do with his offense. Now, again, that I'm looking at afar. I'm not close to the situation. I don't even know who the quarterback is, or I haven't even seen him play. I did see Thompson play for Nebraska obviously when he was at Texas and also at Nebraska. And if you stack up their stats against Robbie Ashford, it's not even close. Both of those guys have better stats. Now, that being said, there may be somebody else out there that Hugh Freeze is looking at. But I will say this, he has got to have somebody else come in. I mean, yeah. you just can't go into the season with just one experienced quarterback these days. Yeah, so Casey Thompson, that Nebraska uh, quarterback, came in over the weekend. But no commitment, right? So I don't uh, He's six foot, or so that's what he's listed at. Um, you check, know, check the Mich the Michigan State quarterback. Uh, he's got good size, good numbers. I think a three year starter at Michigan State. Peyton Thorne is the yes. kid's name. He's six two, two ten. Uh, he's a, a dual threat or a former. I think he was a three star dual threat um, prospect. 
Uh, and, he, and, he, and he's got experience, right? He played all 12 games last year for, for Michigan. Um, he'd have two years of eligibility left, I think, thanks to COVID. Um, gotta love COVID, man. I, I, uh, I just can't get over that. Every time you read about, oh, yeah, he's still got eight more years because of COVID. He'll still yeah. be around forever. I mean, so there's some options there. Uh, if they could land either one of those things, it would uh, either one of those guys, it would certainly change the dynamic of that quarterback room. But as of yet, nothing, nothing coming. So we'll keep an eye on that. You guys can jump in on um, T.J. Finley um, and give us your two cents on why you think that never worked out. Uh, in the meantime, coming up today. Uh, Tell us, uh, tell us who we're, uh, we're talking to at 6.30. Bryce Lee. Huff is a St. Paul's alum. He played, he played defense there when Steve Mass was coaching. He went to Memphis, and he's in the NFL. He, he just signed a new contract with the Jets. And because he's with the Jets, we haven't had him on before. I got a chance to talk to him this week. Finally got a hold of his number. Want to get his uh, uh, feelings about uh, Aaron Rodgers coming on to that team and you know is this a uh, playoff type team everybody always says well we're just a quarterback away from being in the postseason yeah. well and ask Bryce about that uh, he, he's uh, like I said he's been with the Jets for I think at least a year or two he's got a brand new contract with him not nearly as much as Aaron Rodgers but I want to get his thoughts on that and was hope Mark I tell you what if I had reached him earlier and I've told him this he sounds like he's a really good uh, guest that uh, hopefully we'll get him in studio one of these years great one of these years. Uh, we'll do some Chick-fil-A this hour as well. Magic assistant coach Dale Osborne scheduled joins at 7 o'clock. We'll talk some NBA with him. Um, Chris Stewart at 8 o'clock. Justin Ferguson, you mentioned, 8.30. And you never know what else is going to pop up. All right, so yesterday we talked about TV themes. You're at the end of our show, your, your favorite themes. All that. We're going to play something for you today. You have a, a request, a dedication. Call the love Dedication. Yeah, you want to you wanna, you wanna, <laughs> yeah. do Dedicate that one TV. Time, one time in my whole life, I, I asked the guy I was working with to do a dedication. That didn't go well. Yeah. Dedication. And send one out to the one you love this Wednesday. TV theme edition of the opening kickoff. Right here on the sports station, WNSP. Here comes your scoreboard, your traffic, and your weather. Off and running. got to be one of the most popular TV themes of all time. According to, as I Googled yesterday to come up with these themes, it was among the top five. I will will say that. They had them way up there. Yeah, they had them way up there. So you're right. 
Uh, so uh, if you have your uh, request for a TV theme, uh, jump on in there. We'll play them all day. Uh, welcome back into the opening kickoff. Uh, something you didn't have room for in your scoreboard because it's jam-packed is here at WNSP, the station, as well as the opening kickoff, nominated right. for some nappies here, huh? How many? Seven of them. Seven total. Uh, the station has seven total. The opening kickoff, I think it's three. We, we WNSP was nominated for best radio station. Mark and Lee were nominated for best DJ team. Yeah. DJ. The opening kickoff was nominated for best morning show. How about that? And the opening kickoff was nominated for best sports radio show. Wow. How about that? Hey. As was the final drive and talking football and the John Ricchetti golf. Which you, which you uh, produce, right? What's the common Out link? Out of all those things that got nominated, uh, I, do pr I produce a few of them. I'll never forget years ago, Mark, you were here. John Ricchetti won it. Yeah. And do you remember I congratulated him on the air? I'm like, wow, how about that? And you, you think it was a mild upset that year? Well, it's a one-hour show compared to other shows. Maybe okay. it's quality over quantity. Yeah, it's probably what it is. You know who also got nominated for Best Sports Radio Show? Paul Feinbaum. Interesting. Shocking. I'm not surprised at that. No. We need to start boxing him out. Y you on think his he's weekly guest spot? Yeah. Maybe we get him to do a promo for yeah, us. Let's, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> when I'm in town, I listen to WNSP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I bet. He, I bet he go with so that. I'll, I'll just say it's an honor to be nominated, and you know, to repeat, to get to stay at the top is always more difficult than than uh, than getting there. And so we won one last year. So we're looking at a back-to-back a -back here you, from three this year. Do you yeah. think that this is a, the equivalent? Because I, I don't want to say it's dynastic. I listened to the Dan Patrick show many times, and a lot of times they moan and groan over the fact they've never won a yeah. sports Emmy, but they're always nominated. Yeah, They're like that. Who is it? That Susan Lucci of yep. All My Children, all these nominations. So they're always teasing about it, whether they're ever going to win. It's, in be their it's become a badge of honor. And, right. and we wore that badge for many, many a year. Uh, we got over that final hurdle, and uh, it has been uh, it has been very rewarding. So I'm thank you I'm all. I'm glad I could uh, be the step stool that you jump off to get over that hurdle. Yeah, that's not what I said, but okay. Uh, so when I don't even know when voting begins. Today. Voting begins today. Yep. So uh, a little bit later. When the news kind of – some people outside or in this area kind of knew you're not supposed to really announce till today that the nominees were, um, were out there. So a couple of people we know, friends of our show, uh, wanted to come on and kind of promote the fact that we had been nominated. And we said, let's just wait. Let's not do it live. We'll just – we'll put something down. We'll record something, and, and we'll play you guys later. So – we have a couple guys that uh, a little bit later in our show, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll 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 give you an opportunity to hear what they had to say. Yeah, um, just a couple big names that are proud of us and want to congratulate us, and you know we're really thankful for all the connections that we've made. And 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 my guess is, Lee, as this becomes more common knowledge that the nominee nominations are out, more and more folks will probably want 
to come on and say some things. For but sure. we can't always control what they say, so that's why we kind of pre-tape or record. There's certain things you can and can't say. We want everybody to be good-natured about it, but we want them to be good sports. We want them to right. speak positively about us, but not negatively. We don't want to run a dirty campaign. We don't want to run right. a negative campaign. We want to be positive. That's right, and the campaign starts today. So um, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate uh, you nominating us. It's it's always fun to come on and talk with you guys. Y'all mail those checks in. <laughs> um, we only got a minute here because we went on a rant there. But uh, the N- the NBA MVP was announced yesterday. Yeah. We have not mentioned that. I was At going to, and I definitely want to bring it up with Dale Osborne. But Joel Embiid gets his first, finished ahead of uh, no- Jokic, and also uh, Giannis came in third. Envy, uh, by the way, will not be playing tonight for Philadelphia in Game 2 of that NBA Eastern Conference semis, but it's his first MVP honor, so kudos to him. He was the uh, the favorite going in. He was the front runner. That this was the first year that LeBron has not received an MVP vote in his 20-year career. Wow. How about ah, that? Little, that'll put a little chip on his shoulder. And as much as people were debating between the three nominees there it was it, it was pretty much a landslide there wasn't wasn't much going on how there how about this how about if he winds up winning mvp of the finals if they get there there's a long way to go as Who, you pointed lebron oh lebron lebron yeah i don't know if Embiid's even going to be playing anytime soon he, he says he's definitely not playing tuesday well, i mean t- tuesday. not playing game two which is tonight and then he's not sure about the rest of the series well he made have won the mvp of the season but the mvp last night was jessica alba just saying we come back. How many points did she score? She, ten. A perfect ten. ten. Stay with us. The opening kickoff. In 1972, a crack commando unit was sent to prison by a military court for a crime they didn't commit. These men promptly escaped from a maximum security stockade to the Los Angeles underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the A-Team. So 80s. I used to love that show. Who was your favorite? Mine was Mur- Murdoch, the cra- the crazy guy. Yeah, I uh, know. B. A. Baracus, man, Mr. T. Yeah, I liked I liked Murdoch. He, he loves milk funny. and hated to fly. Um, love it when a plan comes together. Don't you think it's appropriate we play the A team for the morning show as we get ready for the nappies? Look at you. How about that? It's almost like you did it on purpose, Lee. I did. How about that? I did do it on purpose. For once in a while, I do things on purpose that work out well. A lot of times they don't. <laughs> we ready to talk some football? I believe that is the case. So pleased to have Bryce Huff on the line with us right now. As we explained earlier, Bryce uh, played his football at St. Paul's. Went on to a good career at Memphis and now in the NFL with the uh, Jets, J-E-T-S. Good morning, Bryce. How are you today? Good morning. How are you doing? Wonderful. I mentioned to Mark that if we ever get you in town, we want you here to join us in person. Is that okay? Yes, sir. Definitely. Great. Where are you now? You in New York area? Up in New York? Yeah, I'm back up in New York for uh, spring training right now. Did they have a press conference for you when you signed like they did for Aaron Rodgers? (laughs) (laughs) they should have they should have because you had a pretty good uh how'd your season go last year with the jets Uh, i went pretty well i had a uh, 
the production uh, limited snaps. I was playing uh, pass rush specialist, but I came in and did my thing with the snaps I got. So I had a solid year. Well, they must have liked you because they re-signed you for this year, correct? Yes, sir. I'm the uh, uh, second-round tender. All right, so let me ask you this. What was your reaction with the news about Aaron Rodgers? Uh, well, you know, it was it was kind of rumored for a while, and, and everybody was waiting on him to sign, and it just kept going on and on. And finally, I closed to the draft, and he signed, and everybody was kind of relieved because we, we started thinking that it wasn't going to happen. So I was pretty pretty relieved and excited that he was signing on with us. You know, Bryce, I know you, you guys have to be, you know, team-oriented and all that, but playing defense last year, and I know that they had their offensive problems. Does it get frustrating for the defense when the offense can't score? Uh, yeah, sometimes, because, you know, uh, especially as a pass rusher playing from behind, you don't get too many opportunities to really pin your ears back and go after the, get after the quarterback. But uh, when you can play from a lead, you got time to open up your rush package and really get after the O-line and get after the quarterback. So, from our perspective, it definitely can be uh, frustrating at times. We're far removed from New York, obviously, down here in Mobile. Of course, we read. Are the Jets really just a quarterback away from making the postseason? Everybody says you're a team that's got the nucleus but not a quarterback. So is that issue solved? Oh, I feel like it's definitely solved. But, you, you know, it's a team sport, so everybody has to play their part to, to get to where you want to be. Quarterback is definitely a huge part of, a part of that process, but – yeah, this is definitely a team a team effort to get us there. I know it's uh hey Bryce Markheim, thanks for jumping aboard with us. I know the chances are slim and none and Slim's probably out of town right now, but what are the chances you get to hit Aaron Rodgers at some point between now and the season opener? <laughs> no chance of what? <laughs> no chance. Have you have you have you guys he's been around the uh he's been around the facility, right? Yeah, definitely. He's back here training with, with everybody right now. Yeah. How? Uh, so, what? Leading up to this, I know. What? What is your off season like? Uh, I know you you want to kind of shut it down for a while and let your body kind of heal heal up, but you still got to stay in shape. So, what's what's the regiment during the off season? Uh, for me, I take some time, go home, see the family, and after that, I head to a training facility. I normally go to. Uh, to Exos, or I'll go to Pittsburgh and train with some guys I know for the most part. You're based up, uh, the training camp's up in Floral Park, New Jersey. Uh, the, the linebacker, C.J. Mosley, you pretty familiar with him? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the, is there a connection, the both of you from this area? I mean, yeah, we know, we, we know we're both from the same area, so it's kind of cool. There's a good bit of guys uh, up here from Alabama. And we also have uh, Michael Pierron up here for a little bit as well. Is he he's is he still there, Lamichael? Uh, I think he's with uh, the Saints or the Seahawks right now. Yeah, I lost track of that. We'll catch up on that. So, uh, Bryce, uh, do when do you start like these weekends where you have to go in and start doing whatever they call them, the OTAs or whatever they are? When does that start? Oh, OTA, mandatory minicamp isn't until the end of uh, May, but right now it's like uh, phase two, so it's optional. But pretty much our whole team is up here, so it's pretty pretty cool to get a head start. What about the draft? Do you sit around? Do you and some of the guys sit around the draft like fans do, and you're waiting to see what that pick's going to be, and then you kind of dissect and, and sit there and, and wonder who you're going to get, look at the mock drafts? Is is that a thing with with current NFL players as their team gets ready to make selections for the upcoming season? Uh, I think some guys uh, watch the draft for sure. I personally don't. Uh, uh, 
just because of how it went down for me, I just don't even watch it because I just get mad every time. Yeah. I started seeing the draft, just knowing how it was on that day for me. So I just choose not to relive that every year. <laughs> no, I, I get it. I get it. Uh, when you – how do you – how do you mentally prepare for for such a long season? We talk, you know, you know, we talk down here about high school football, man, and how you can add a week to the season or do spring, right? You guys get started here, and it just doesn't quit. I mean, you just go forever. How, I know the it gets fit from the physical standpoint, it's taxing, but how do you, how do you deal with it mentally? Like, what do you do to relax during the season? Yeah, so for me, after after my first year. My first two years, I felt I found out like if you don't take a break after the season, you just grind the whole time. Then physically you would be on point, but mentally you won't really be able to last that long. You kind of burn out uh, towards the end of the season. So I just try to take a little bit more time in the off season, and then I start ramping up during the season. I, I make sure I, uh, do, like meditation and yoga, uh, good bit of recovery work because you know if your body doesn't feel good, your mental is not going to be on point either. So I try to really emphasize recovery work and meditation and mindfulness and things like that to last the whole season plus uh, the postseason as well. Bryce Huff joining us. Bryce, you started your obviously your high school career at St. Paul's. You played at Memphis. At what point in your development did you basically get the mindset that you were going to play in the NFL, that you were good enough to play in the NFL? Was it in high school? Was it in college? Uh, honestly, my uh, – my granny talked about it all the time back in uh back when I was in like third or fourth grade. She always talked about Bo Jackson, how how good he was, and and I just kind of idolized him and guys like uh, Troy Polamalu and and uh, Jerome Bettis and guys like that. So I, I always knew I wanted to come to the NFL and play. And uh, but I didn't really think it was realistic until like my junior year of college when I started uh when I had my kind of breakout season that I kind of knew I was going to the NFL. Now, Mark had asked you about the draft. Uh, were you drafted? No, I wasn't. I went undrafted in 2020. So you were a free agent pickup then, right? And look look at how yes, things sir. have worked out. Tell me about uh, the St. Paul's, uh, your career at St. Paul's. How did that go? Any particular memory uh, on the field? Uh, winning two state championships my junior senior year was pretty big. So, yeah, definitely. Coach Mass and, and the squad they had there. With all the guys we had on our roster, it was pretty stacked. And uh, we just came out of handle business my last two seasons. All right. Biggest rivalry in high school or biggest team? What was the team that you got up for most in high school? Uh, I think it was Jackson. Yeah. The, I think that was that was the, the team on the, on the schedule every year that we were kind of high for. Well, you're going to be a little busy this football season, but if you have time, you might want to come down because, you know, Steve Mass now at Theodore and St. Paul's host yeah. Theodore at the end of the year. Oh, yeah, there might have to be a game I come look, come look at. <laughs> yeah, but don't don't bet. Just do a friendly wager. Don't We, we know the NFL frowns on uh, betting these days. Oh, yeah. yeah, there's no, no way. All right. Uh, when you see Aaron, tell him we said hello. All right. Definitely. <laughs> all right. Hey, Thanks, hey congr congratulations on all the success, man. We wish you the best of luck. And you got a lot of guys, uh, a lot of folks down here rooting for you. So um, thanks again for joining Thank us, you. and we appreciate it. Yes, sir, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yep, absolutely. Uh, all right. So uh, coming up here in just a little bit, uh, we'll have some Chick-fil-A for you. want to tell you, uh, if you're within a year of retirement, if you're looking to uh, – 
finish out and uh, you're looking at Medicare, uh, you need to start working towards that goal. You're going to have questions. Aiden Marks, Medicare Insurance Advisor, has been in the Medicare business for more than 12 years. Independent guy, works with multiple carriers, and he's helped hundreds of people just like you. He's not selling you Medicare. Let me get that uh, through right now. He's certainly advising you on which route to take. There are going to be a lot of different scenarios. Uh, everybody has an individual case that's going to be unique to them. He can help you navigate those tricky waters. He's local. He's knowledgeable. He has a physical location. So if you're confused about something, man, if you're tired of nonstop solicitation calls and you just want to talk to somebody local, Aiden Marks is the guy. Give him a call, 463-0031. That's 463-0031. Or you can go by and check out uh, his office right there on Highway 98 across from Terry Thompson Chevrolet in Daphne. Maybe you, uh, maybe you already you're still on your company's benefits and you need to weigh your, those benefits versus Medicare. Maybe you have, you're looking into VA benefits. There are a number of different scenarios that you can uh, you can uh, be dealing with. Aid Marks of Medicare Insurance Advisors can help you with any of it. Give him a call today. All right. When we come back, we'll take a quick pause from our TV theme because we got to play the other theme so that you can win a little Chick-fil-A. And then, of course, we'll take your phone calls at 694-1055. TJ Finley transferring out of Auburn. The NBA MVP was uh, awarded. And, of course, there's some nominations out that might require your vote. We'll talk about it all coming up next right here on the Sports Station, WNSP and WNSP.com. Stay with us. This is T.J. Mosley, inside linebacker, and you listen to the sports station, WNSP 105.5. Chick-fil-A. <laughs> I could eat there seven times a day. Where the people laugh and children play. Oh, I'm in love with Chick-fil-A. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Here it is, a little early for you. What do you got for us? All right, uh, Bryce Young, of course, the number one overall pick for the NFL draft. You know what state he's from? Uh, Bryce Young? Yeah. Yeah, California. Right. Question today is, which state has produced the most overall number one picks? The most overall number one picks from which state? If you know the answer, so one, one out of the 50 states. <laughs> All right. Good luck on that. You I, got a I would, one in fifty shot. Yeah, right. I, I I think there's quite a few you can knock out there that uh, obviously have not produced that many. But uh, just take a shot at it. Six nine four one zero five five and get your gift card. So like New Hampshire, maybe. I would say they're probably not in the mix. Delaware. Oh, no. that was my next guess. That was your next guess. Vermont. Yeah. See, maybe we should do the reverse. Maybe maybe tomorrow the question should be which state has the fewest. The fewest. I think we'd have quite a few in there. Yeah, I can I can give you a hint. You think we need one? No, no, because we just took one in fifty and made it one in forty-eight because we already struck two of them. All right, that's fair. Maine also knockout Maine. One out of forty-seven. Now your chances continuing to improve as we get closer to the top of the hour. By the way, at the top of the hour, uh, we're going to talk some NBA Dale Osborne, Magic assistant coach. We'll talk about uh, the games last night and uh, the MVP. You know, we never even mentioned, and I, and I should have, but Dale, Dale's team had the rookie of the year. 
Banchero from uh, Duke was the rookie of the year on the Orlando Magic. So I definitely want to get his take on the Laker-Golden State Series. Did we get a winner? I saw you on the phone. Yep, Glenn is our winner. Congratulations, Glenn. Texas. Texas. Eked out over California. Texas. Hmm. I think they had 14. I think California now with Bryce would be 13. All right, so you got a little Chick-fil-A compliments of uh, WNSP. Meanwhile, we mentioned earlier we have been fortunate enough here at WNSP to uh, to earn some nominations in the uh, nappy contest, the annual nappy contest. The opening kickoff, I got three of them specifically, three nominations. We are looking to repeat uh, in one specific category, but um, we mentioned some congratulations have kind of been pouring in over the last uh, 12 or so hours. Uh, so what Nick did was try to record some of it so you guys could hear it. Do you, do you, do you want to play some yeah, of that now? Uh, we got yeah, a minute. Here's one of them. Okay. Hey, folks, it's President Joe Biden. I just want to congratulate everybody at the opening kickoff on being nominated for a nappy. Whenever it's time for me to get a nappy, that's when Jill has some warm milk ready for me by my bed at about 4.30 p.m. <laughs> he doesn't have better things to do. Thanks, Joe Biden. Yeah, that's, 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 that's pretty high praise. You ever have warm milk? Seriously. I've never had warm I, milk. I just could just no, I don't like cold milk, let alone warm milk. <laughs> yeah, what is what is it with warm does warm milk even does taste do? good? I don't know. It it can't taste good. I have to have chocolate syrup in any milk that I have, but warm milk. No, I, I, I love me a a cold glass of milk, but don't give me room temperature and certainly don't make it hot. Like I don't mind a little milk in the hot chocolate. But warm milk just sounds gross. I think maybe it's supposed to like take you back to the days when you were breastfeeding. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm not in touch with that emotion. I got to be honest. You're too far gone. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think I was ever. Yeah, I don't know. I just has. Do people have warm milk to help them sleep? I've, I, that's I've a heard thing, that so much, but there's I've never had it's it. It's got to be an old wives tale or something, right? Yeah. See, I'm not a big fan of milk, but warm milk. No way. All right. Well, line them up. I, I bet you that warm this, milk for everybody here at WNSP. I bet you that this next guy, he probably doesn't. Drink oh, milk. we have somebody else. All right. So to be fair, let's 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 play another one real quick. Hello, America. It's me, Donald Trump, and I just want to congratulate the opening pickoff on being nominated for a Nappy Award. Congrats to Mark Lee and great, great, great Triple G. <laughs> wow. Thanks. Sound like he see, said the, the opening pickoff. <laughs> yeah, it yeah, did. It did say that. Um, Look, we bring, we bring people together. You see... You know, you don't have to agree with your fellow man on everything, but the one thing we can all agree on, the opening kickoff <laughs> should win three nappy awards. And that warm milk sucks. Yeah. Have you ever had warm milk? No, but I mean, if y'all, if I need to try it and come back with a review, I can. All right. Does it have to be cow milk? Yeah. That's, let's be it honest. Can't let's be any hot almond? No, no hot no, no, nut no. milk? Uh I don't believe that kind of stuff is actual milk. It is. How so? What's the definition of milk? It's a great question. Is the definition of milk liquid that comes from lactation? I hope not, because I, I, <laughs> I, all of a sudden milk does not seem all that appealing right now. Because I'm pretty sure they make almond milk just by mushing up a bunch of almonds in a sock and then letting the water drip through. A sock? I mean, a dirty sock, like a like a fancy. According to a quick Google sock. search, milk is a white liquid food produced by the mammary glands of mammals. 
So then what is what are what are these milk alternatives? Are they not really milk? That's what no. So they do have to lactate for it to be real. I just I I, I don't know if we need to use that word. It it's just got to come from the teat. Yeah. Are you a fan of the? You don't like any type of milk, Lee. No. So like almond milk and all I that. I will fake drink milk. chocolate milk, and that's it. It has okay. to be chocolate. Are you using the Nesquik powder or the chocolate syrup? Or the chocolate Hershey syrup. syrup. You using? Are you a Hershey syrup guy? Started my career back when with Bosco. Remember that? I don't think it exists anymore. Actually, Bosco. that was that. Do you little fun fact? Because we yeah. played the A team earlier. B A. The B stands for Bosco. Is that right? Yeah, I started with Bosco, <laughs> gravitated to Nestle's, and now it's the syrup. Did you ever do the strawberry quick? Yes. I used to do strawberry quick when I was a I kid. I had to have it flavored. Remember the old metal tin can, and you had to like yep. pry it open and then shut it with that like took, a hammer? That practically? took a while to get that thing yeah. open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, you used to like take the spoon and just eat the powder? I am not a milk fan, unless it's flavored. Unless it's chocolate. Yes. Say chocolate? Chocolate. Chocolate. Well, strawberry's fine. Chocolate. But I, I know what he's talking about. I've seen all these fla- these milks, these almond milk. And yeah, I think I was real. trying to remember somebody in our household. I don't know who did it. Maybe it was my son when he, he had all he had a crazy kind of milk. Was it oatmeal milk or some crazy <laughs> milk in there? I'm like, where did this come from? Oh, I like oat milk. Is that what it was, oat milk? Yeah, oat milk is good. It tastes like cookie milk. Okay. Why not just have cookies and milk? Maybe you ain't got the cookies. Or the milk. <laughs> I mean, if you go to Publix, and you do, Mark, I know you shop there, and you look in that area where the milk is, they yeah. have all these different types of milks now. It used to be, you know. And half of it isn't really milk. Well, they, should have, the this, they should have a section. This is yeah. not really milk. It but should say milk, milk equivalent, right there. I Boom. Go, you know, I'm, I go back, obviously, yes, where we used to have milk delivered to, you know, when the guy would come. Did that milkman. that never happened at your place, did it? Though at your yeah, house, the milkman never. The milkman used to come house. by and uh, and you put the little glass jars back out there yeah. for him to pick it up. Uh huh. Your mom would yell from the barn, "Lee, Lee, got a couple more pails of milk." She did. For you. She, she always did that. It was never <laughs> Lee. It was always Lee Lee. Well, if you'd have a middle name. So what what did your parents do when you were in trouble? You know how parents are always. Say, I wasn't in trouble. No. Oh. Oh. All right. Wow. Let's let's just put that right down. Smack dab, I was never in trouble. Because you got away with it. I was never in so trouble. So did your brother not have a middle name either? No. Okay. Because that would have been... And get this. That we would have been vindictive. Uh, we were uh, trying to We're not to giving the out, second one a middle name. We were trying to fill out our information for passports, and I was asked, do my parents have a middle name? And I said, I don't know. So I called my brother... And he said, I don't think so. So they don't either. Sounds like y'all were very close. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and this is why this is why we're nominated. Because we'll sit here and we'll talk it, about. Listen, we're nominated for best morning show. Right. right. Not even just best sports show. Although we're nominated for that, too. Yeah, exactly. But we've transcended boundaries. Right. We're going up against the L.A. Catholic morning hour. Yeah, I know some of those guys over there. Good people. Good folk. Well, tell them to back off. Oh, well, I've already sent them a clear. Make and sure they go to mass on Saturday. Ooh, that'll show them. They're need the extra help. Yeah, that'll show them. See, we'll, we'll sit here and we'll talk sports. So we get nominated for the sports show. We and then And then sometimes we talk about milk. So it's just the morning show. And then sometimes the two worlds collide. 
and we'll talk about how Triple G puts milk on his shack balls. I mean, th these are things that we talk about. And we're doing TV themes today, people. By the way, the app said on Joe Biden, that's the most concise, clear, concise sentence I've heard from Biden. Let's hear that one again. You want to hear that one again? Hey, folks, it's President Joe Biden. I just want to congratulate everybody at the opening kickoff on being nominated for a nappy. Whenever it's time for me to get a nappy, that's when Jill has some warm milk ready for me by my bed at about 4.30 p.m. I like that he calls it a little nappy. A little nappy. Gotta go and, get me a nappy. And he was very specific about 4.30 p.m. <laughs> for his nap. PM, yeah. yeah. I figured that would just interrupt dinner time, but what do I know? All right, coming up, uh, we will get back to the sports part of our uh, nominations when we talk to Dale Osborne, the Magic Assistant Coach. That's coming up next. And uh, Chris Stewart at 8 o'clock, Justin Ferguson at 8.30 on TJ Finley. We'll reset for you guys a quick hour number one. Here comes hour number two. Continue with your comments in the app at WNSP.com. Mark and Lee and Triple G right here on the sports station, WNSP. first FM all sports radio station 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com the latest sports news traffic weather and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian the opening kickoff, kickoff, kickoff. here are Mark and Lee all right 705 hour number two the opening kickoff continues here on a Wednesday edition this is a first ever that we've had to bring a heater into the studio. It is so cold in here. It might be that icy reception. That's what it is. Uh, continue with your comments in the app at WNSP.com. Give us a shout out. We, we started talking about TV themes yesterday, so you guys had a pretty good response to that. So we're playing some of the more popular TV themes. If you have a request, a dedication to a loved one, uh, throw it in the app at WNSP.com. Headlines, T.J. Finley is leaving Auburn as a grad transfer. Uh, we'll talk about that later on. The uh, schedule for the first two years of the expanded 12-team uh, college football playoff has been set. Uh, the games will start the third week in December and continue on with the championship game ending January 20th uh, of Oh, uh, oh, let's see, 2024 and 2025. There'll be a 12-team uh, college football playoff. One of my favorite, one of the best basketball players ever to suit up for South Alabama. has been a longtime coach in the NBA on the bench of the Orlando Magic. He's the reason Bonchero got Rookie of the Year. Let's bring in Dale Osborne. <laughs> Dale, is that, how's that sound? <laughs> uh, I wish that was true. I wish that was true, uh, Lee. But uh, he just got great genes, man. So I wish that was true. I had nothing to do with that. Oh, come on now. For compliment. No problem. I, come on. You probably had something to do with it. Hey, by the way, if you were voting, who would you vote? Now, we know Joel Embiid won MVP. Who would you voted for? 
I would have gave it to Joel. I really would have. He was my scout. He was my scout, and there's no answer for him. He's just a great player. Um, I thought a year ago he should have got it. My just that's, that's just my personal opinion, but I thought he really deserved it this year. He's he's hard to guard, man. Some of these guys at this level, you have no answer for. You just pray that they just have off nights. And he's one of those type of guys. He's hard to stop. He can score inside. He can score outside. He gets to the free throw line. But he's a great player. I, I would have I would have voted for him again this year. So take us to that point where anybody you or anybody in league has to scout a guy that you have no answer for what do you do leading up to the game you just take the week off i mean there's nothing you can do no no, yeah you just want to make him you just want to make sure he works for every shot um and just you know you just want to have it you just you know i like to tell our guys to impact all shots what i mean by impact make sure you're in front make sure you're the second jumper and make sure you're doing a good job getting your hand up and, uh, you know, there's some players at this level, that's why they're great players and they separate themselves from other players in this league. The guys like Durant, Lillard, Trey Young, those guys, they're just special. They just have it. And um, that's why those guys, they average what they average. And uh, you just want to make them work hard for each and every shot because they're just great players. They, they just separate themselves with the mental part of the game because the physical part, Everybody tries to get, but mentally, you know, Damian Lillard, mentally, he'll tell you if he misses 10 shots in a row, he truly believes his next 10 are going in. And that's what separates him. You know what I mean? A lot of guys, I'm going through that with my son right now. He missed two or three shots, and he has like the world is over. Yeah. But guys that guys that, that see it, Kevin Durant, there's no answer for guys like that. They just, you know, there's no coaching. There's, there's. You know, there's skill development, but those guys are just born different that way. And I really believe that. they just It's just something about those guys that are just truly different, that they're just God-given with, with that kind of mentality to take it to another level, which they can do. Orlando Magic, assistant coach, former Jag, Dale Osborne. Let's get to the series. We'll start with Embiid. Can Philadelphia win this series if he doesn't come back and play? He missed the first game, Sixers won. He's not playing tonight. We don't know when he's coming back. Can they win it without him? I don't think they can, but you have to give Doc Rivers and Philly credit for them to go in there and get that first game was huge. Huge. And I didn't think they'd be able to do it, but uh, – uh, James Harden looked like the, the James Harden of old, but they eventually are going to have to get Joel back out there. I don't think they can win a seven-game series without him being. What about game one last night, Lakers and Golden State? Your thoughts on that and how this series may play out? You know what? I, I, I didn't stay up. Um, I didn't stay up to watch that game. I watched the first game. I didn't stay up. And, and when I woke up, I just seen that score, and I was shocked. Um, but again, like I told you last week, you Golden State they they can rise to the occasion, man. They've been through so many tough games, they've been through so many tough series. The crowds they don't phase that team anymore. Um, I can never count out Golden State, but I was really shocked that the Lakers went in there and got that first game. What if I told? Really shocked all right, what game. what if I told you this though? From the free throw line, the Lakers were 25 out of 29. Golden State was 5 out of 6. When you look at a stat like that, you can't be shocked. I mean, that's 20 points. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I don't know how far this radio show will coverage, but that'll change next game. 
So, trust me, there are people looking at the stats saying, ah, that can happen next game. So that'll get evened out next game. But a lot of that, too, Coach, I got to believe, is the Lakers are just feeding AD because he's just an offensive matchup problem for the Warriors, and Warriors play generally more around the perimeter. So when you're just banging inside, you're just naturally going to get more calls, right? Yeah, and I, and I guess, you know, <clears throat> what Golden State has, has to do, again, I didn't watch the game, yeah. but if he was getting a lot of uh, ISO plays and he was getting to the free throw line, Golden State might have to send another body to him. Um, the double team, uh, AD, get the ball out of his hands and just sprint the impact, uh, three-point shots. So, again, I didn't watch it, but um, AD, I, I seen the um, – the box score, he had 30 and 23, which is huge. LeBron had like 20, 25 or 26, which is huge. But, um, again, that was, that's a big win to go in and get that first game. Because I'm telling you, when I was with Portland and we had to play them a couple of times in the, in the playoffs, that crowd, and they can go on the run, that's unseen. And back in those days, they were more deeper. I felt like this year Golden State doesn't have the deep bench. As far as when we played them in Portland, you got to remember when we first played Golden State, they had David West, they had uh, Petrulia, they had uh, a healthy young Igadawa. They they were loaded, and they had Barbosa. This year, I don't think their bench is, is as deep with Golden State, but I still wouldn't count them out as, as shown against the uh, the Sacramento series. Yeah, let me ask you this because uh, I heard some of the talking heads say that because Golden State played on Sunday and had very little rest or was it monday I, i'm getting my days mixed up but that they had little rest and the lakers had more rest coming into the series that maybe golden state played a little bit tired now they made a great run at the end they had a 14-0 run got it to 112 and then uh, the lakers scored the last five but do you think that really plays into it when you're playing at home and you have the crowd behind you that plays into it. I really do truly believe that golden state could have been a little tired last night and also game prep um, I think when we played two or three years ago, four or five years ago, we beat um, we beat Denver in a seven-game series. We had to we had to get on the flight right after the game, get to get to Golden State and play. Um, uh, we won the series on a Sunday. We had to play Tuesday. There wasn't a lot of time for game prep. We just played a game Sunday, so you can't practice. It's just a lot of film work. So rest does play a factor in the playoffs. Hell, and game preparation plays a factor. Dale Osborne, our guest here on WNSP. We talked about this earlier this week when we, in, in terms of the NBA playoffs. What's the uh, – how much of a mental fatigue or a mental hurdle is it to have to play potentially the same team seven straight games? I mean, there's only so many tweaks you can make and adjustments. But to know that you got to go out there and play the same guys and face the same team for more than a week potentially, it, it just seems like that's very difficult to do. But but you also have to remember the playoffs is, is ten times magnified. Yeah. And teams know they're playing for a championship. Like I've heard plays in a regular season like two years ago when I first came to Orlando and uh we won twenty two games and lost sixty. I would hear guys say it's hard to get up to play against a team like Orlando because they suck. Guys would say that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We were so young, we were inexperienced, we were a very bad team. So guys were like it's hard to get up. But in the playoffs, guys realize what's at stake. Um, they're playing for a championship. Um, each game matters. Um, Hershey Hawkins, who, I, who who was a great player in the NBA, um, my first playoff series, he, you know, Hershey had played with uh, Chicago. He played with Charlotte. He played with those great Seattle teams. He said, I, in the playoffs, 
every possession matters. Yeah. Every possession. I, I, and I didn't realize what he was saying until I really got into it. Every possession is physical, is magnified, it matters. So I think guys really know what, what's at stake in a seven-game series. Yeah, I've never uh, – I. We've talked about it a lot on this show. People have heard me say this. I've never understood the whole idea that I people guys can't get up for teams that aren't as good. When I was a kid and I played a team that wasn't very good, I got excited because I knew I was going to have a good game. Like I don't, I've, I've never right, understood right. that that mentality. Right, 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 right. And, and some guys they have that that you know that that mental preparation, saying I'm going to be ready to play every night. But you'd be surprised how many guys who who have won championships, who've been in the battle who are playing on really good teams, they'll be like, oh, you know, here we go. We got to play this team. They're not very good. Yeah. Maybe I can – I don't have to play as many minutes or play as hard. But some guys do have that mentality. Dale Osborne joining us this morning. Dale, the game you did watch is a game I watched. The Knicks struggled to beat Miami, who did not have Jimmy Butler, which worries me, the fact that they uh, came away from MSG with just one win in two games, and they won the game without Butler. Who wins this series? You know, one thing that since I've been in the league, Miami, Eric Spolster, I think, is one of the best coaches in the league, hands down. But one thing I, I can say, always looking at Miami every year, Pat Riley has this thing figured out. When you look at Miami's team, they always draft or go after tough players. Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, Bam Adebayo, they go after guys who are tough. This the game. Um, I think Gabe's last name is Harris, the point guard. He wants tough guys because in the NBA, in the 82 game series, in the 82 game season, in the playoffs, you got to have some dogs ready to fight every night. That's just the bottom line. That's going to give yourself a chance to win every night in the league. I can never count out Miami, man. What they did against Milwaukee, I think Giannis getting hurt early hurt Milwaukee, but the Giannis came back and Miami still closed it out. Jimmy Butler is a problem. He's a guy on the scout you have no answers for. You just pray. Um, but Eric Spolstra, he does a great job, and they got tough guys. And I watched that game last night, and they had a chance to win that game without Jimmy. So if Jimmy is healthy going into Miami, um, with Miami going in there stealing the first game, um, I think Miami would have a shot at this series. Does uh, Phoenix bounce back from a 2-0 deficit to Denver? No, I don't think so. Uh, with Chris Paul out, um, still a great player, but he has to be healthy. Um, Denver's bench is really deep. I found out that being in the NBA, if you really want to go far and have a winning record and go far in the playoffs, your bench has to be potential starters. Um, when you look at Denver's bench, who they come off, their, their bench, the guys who come off the bench, they're really good. I don't think Phoenix is as deep. Um, KD is going to have to continue to try to be huge. Book is going to have to continue to try to be huge. But I just don't think Phoenix has the depth that Denver has. And Denver's been close a lot of years, and they have another guy in the middle, uh, the Joker, you have no answer for. So um, Denver, the way they play with the chemistry of, of Murray and, and Joker, and then they got the shooting with with Porter and ACP and even Aaron Gordon is knocking down shots. Um, I think Denver will win that series. Hey, Coach, really appreciate you jumping on with us, man. It, it's been too long. We really enjoyed it, and we look forward to doing it again soon. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks, Enjoy Dale. Thank really you very appreciate much. it.
All right, scoreboard traffic and weather here on a TV-themed edition of the opening kickoff. Get your uh, get your recommendations in. Um, we're going to talk to Chris Stewart at 8 o'clock. Justin Ferguson will join us at uh, 8.30. We'll, we'll talk to him and you about TJ Finley as well. And the big news of the day, we are honored and humbled by the nappy nominations that have come out. We will share what we, uh, we are now connected to. And we thank you guys immensely for it. Stay with us. It's the opening kickoff. Hi, this is Phil Steele, and you're listening to WNSP 105.5. This TV show plays almost 24-7 in our household. I I can't imagine. I mean, it's like when I come home, Friends is on. Yeah. When I wake up in the morning, Friends is on. Who's your favorite friend? Joey. I can see that. Oh, from the guys? Yeah. From the uh, females? uh, Jennifer. Yeah. How about you? Oh, yeah. For some reason, Ross is sneaky funny though. His physical comedy, pretty funny actually. He's, he's the one I least like. I don't know why. I just don't. Maybe it's because his profession. What is he? Goes around looking for dinosaurs or something. What do they call a pentologist or a something? Paleontologist. Paleontologist. He's not looking for uh, live dinosaurs. No, no, he's, no, he's, no. He's, but yeah. But I like Joey. Joey's funny, and he's he's been in so many other shows that I've really really enjoyed. So. Good okay. for him. Little Joey Tribbiani for you. Yes. Um, dental implants. I heard about this term. I knew nothing about it years ago. Fantastic uh, segue, by the way. Oh, indeed. Thank you. Uh, it was a <laughs> uh, referral to go see uh, an oral surgeon named Dr. Christopher Monix. I'm like, uh-oh, what am I in for now? Well, as it turned out, pretty good because I've had about seven or eight of them, and things went very well. You don't need a referral. If you want a recommendation, use mine. If you have any kind of oral surgery you need, whether it's wisdom teeth out, facial surgery, anything like that, go see Dr. Christopher Mullinex at 715 Downtown or Boulevard. If you have day of emergency, give him a call, 471-3381. Some of the things that I liked about going to him, very little waiting time in the waiting room, hardly any paperwork. That, that really drives me nuts to go in there and sit and fill out sheets of paper for a half an hour. Go into the x-ray, you're out of there, you're into the dental chair, and before you know it, 30 minutes later, somebody's outside driving me home. No pain the next day and very, very little discomfort. That's Dr. Christopher Mullenix at Mobile Oral and Facial Surgery. They are our title sponsor for a championship drive. And our, our final stop on the championship drive is this Friday right down the street at McGill Toolin. So if you're in the area, honk, say hi. Uh, did we have uh, Did we have somebody else chime in? Get Nick on our, our we, we've been fortunate enough to find out that we've been nominated now here at WNSP for seven nappies total, uh, three here for the opening kickoff we're very excited about, and we've just been getting a ton of response all day. Yeah, we have. <laughs> and uh, and you're, you're, we'll, you're we'll, we'll, biding we'll, your time. We'll um, hear from <laughs> one of these people. Why don't we go ahead and hear from them right now? You should vote for the opening <laughs> kickoff for the nappy award. What? 
If you don't, then I'll lower hide you in your dream. Whoa. Whoa. Is that Miss Piggy? <laughs> oh, boy. No. Who's let's, that? That was Elmo. Again and see if he that was it. Elmo? Oh, sorry. I gave it away. That yeah, was play it. it again real quick. We got time to play it again? <laughs> no, the computer just crashed. Oh. I can see why after that. He'll haunt me in my dreams if I don't. That sounded like a threat. We don't want to go negative here, people. We want to run a clean, positive campaign. Yeah, they do things different on on the, on, on the street. Sesame street. Yeah, on the other side of the on the other side of the tracks on Se in Sesame Street. Yeah, it's hard. That's hardcore. All right, continue with your comments in the app here. It's a TV themed edition. Uh, we're still getting a ton of feedback on the nominations. Uh, stay with us. The opening kickoff continues right here on the sports station WNSP. Because I'm a movie guy, uh, this reminds me of City Slickers when they're with Billy Crystal when they're bringing in the herd and they start humming this as they're as they're doing it. That's that's wait, what that wait a minute now. Billy Crystal, he 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 couldn't stay up with this one. He couldn't ride up there with Hoss Cartwright and uh, Little Joe and uh, Pernell Roberts. And that sounds like a yeah. badass gang. He'd be way, Little he'd Joe be, who and he'd be way in Hoss? the back. He'd be falling off his horse on that theme. So they were bringing in the herd, right? He and his buddies on that yeah. little ranch and they they were they were humming it as they were going like they were all into it. So that's that's kind of what I think. But that so what were those names again? Those sound like some hard piping mothers right there. Who's that? Well, it was Lauren Green who was the dad. No, the character names. Oh, uh let's see. Hoss Cartwright. He Hoss, was the big Cartwright. guy. Cartwright. Yeah, you don't mess with a Hoss. No. Uh Little Joe. Little Joe probably not little, right? Yeah. What was the Pernell Roberts was Adam? Adam, or Adam, yeah, Adam Cartwright. All right, well, that doesn't sound too intimidating. Yeah, not, that wasn't. But uh, the thing about City Slickers, Jack Palance. Yeah, he was he was it. Curly. Yeah, you didn't mess All with right. Curly. Uh, Bob Iback is on. He remembers Bonanza, right, Bob? That doesn't go too far back for you, does it? Oh sure, Ben Cartwright. And all those guys, I watch all that stuff. Yeah, it's a TV theme show today, and we're playing themes from TV shows and so forth. But you got something pretty neat coming up. Uh, we mentioned about Bryce Young uh, is the number one overall pick. So Nico Sports has decided, well, you know what? We're going to come out with a commemorative football about Bryce Young. And now, Bob, you're going to tell everybody how they can get it? That's right. Yeah, you know, and we like to do things that are historic and something that I know the uh, will bring value to the people who own this. And this is the first time in history, I'm going to repeat that, the first time in history that an Alabama player ever was drafted number one in the NFL draft. And it's, of course, it's Bryce Young uh, that happened a little home. Oh, well, last Friday when he was called down there in, in Kansas City and drafted by the uh, Carolina Panthers. We're doing a commemorative, full-sized, fully licensed football. Only 2,023 of these will be made, featuring uh, Bryce Young right there in one of the panels. It also benefits the Make-A-Wish 
uh, Foundation of Alabama get wishes raised for kids who have life-threatening medical conditions. It's only $119. I'll give out a phone number and a website in just a moment how you can get this. We're about halfway sold out already. You'll get an individually numbered certificate of authenticity. And on the top panel of the ball, you'll have a photograph in color of Bryce Young with his statistics. Right below that, we'll have uh, some of Bryce's Alabama records and career highlights. And then the third panel on there has some of his Heisman season statistics on there and a recap of uh, last season for Alabama game by game on some of, the, uh, of his stats. So I know the Panthers give up a lot to get him two first-round picks two second-round picks to the Bears, plus they had a trade to wide receiver D.J. Moore. This is very, very historic. Here's how you can get it. Toll-free number is 1-800-345-2868. Again, that's 1-800-345-2868, or simply go to nikosports.com. You spell that N-I-K-C-O-Sports.com. Again, N-I-K. Sports.com or just call 1-800-345-2868. And in closing, I want to thank you and your staff and your listeners. We've raised over $3.2 million now in the last four or five years from programs like this for children's charities. Bob, I can't thank you enough. And you'll be back with us tomorrow to uh, tell our listeners, in case they missed anything, how they can secure this uh, Bryce Young football. Uh, you stay safe, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, listen, you guys have a great day, and we'll check in tomorrow with you. You better believe it. Uh, that's Nico Sports and the Bryce Young Football, and that number again is 800-345-2868. All right, you guys uh, throwing out some TV theme songs. King of the Hill, Dallas, Hill Street Blues. Hill Street Blues is actually sneaky pretty good right Dallas there. Dallas is on the list. Yeah, there are a number that are on the list. Uh, you guys can jump in as well on uh, TJ Finley. We talked a little bit about that. We need to get back to that. There are a couple of guys that Hugh Freeze is actually kind of eyeing there in the portal. Nothing as of yet. The kid from Nebraska and the kid from Michigan State. Um, TJ Finley just never seemed to work. I know he got injured against Penn State and that whole deal, but you know, started at LSU, didn't work at Auburn. Not a huge surprise that he's gone. Where he goes from now. I guess the best thing you could say about T.J. Finley's time at Auburn is that he got the degree, so he'll go and uh, he'll have he'll have eligibility remaining at yet another school. He's going to try he his had, hand at. He had his moments, but again, injuries crept into there, and you know that uh, he was the quarterback in that game where Auburn had Alabama on the ropes until Bryce Young pulled him out at the end. But they offensively they just couldn't do anything because Finley couldn't move yeah I mean he was hurt in that game uh I know there were great expectations when he went to Auburn at the time but again you know it did not work out so I wouldn't be surprised and again I you know with this portal you just never know I wouldn't surprise me if he like goes to like a, a one double a team or something like that where he feels he can get a chance to play all the time uh, obviously he wants to raise his stock for the NFL so he needs more playing time. He's been very inconsistent with that. He started his career at LSU, and things didn't work out there. He was much sought after. He was a high school kid out of the, uh, I think, Louisiana. But just things didn't work out. So wish him the best. But as far as Auburn's concerned, you're down to two quarterbacks now, and only one with appreciable action, and that's uh, Robbie Ashford. 
And you may, you know, buy into the fact that uh, Hugh Freeze is looking to turn Robbie into another Malik Willis, who had great success at Liberty after he left Auburn. But still, you've got to have somebody else in there with some playing time. Uh, and the, the true freshman had hardly any playing time at all. So only two quarterbacks is not going to get it done. Uh, all right, in the app. Uh, come on and put some real grooves up in there. The Jeffersons are good times theme would be banging. We played the Jeffersons earlier today. In fact, that was uh, the first one we played this morning. It is by far the most, um, I would say it's probably the most popular of TV theme songs. Uh, that's, that, that's just me. That's just me, though. Well, you're not far off because... Sam, I would also put Sanford and Son up there, yeah, too. Yeah, as far as... When I yesterday went home and, and started Googling to get a list of top 10, top this, top, I went to one that was like the top uh, like 100. Yeah. And I think the Jeffersons was it top two or three. Yeah. I don't I, remember. I don't, I don't remember who was number one or two. Maybe it was the Jeffersons. I got good taste. What My mine, of course, are more like the like the, the A-team, Bonanza, Dallas. Dallas is coming up eventually. I don't remember where I have them. We the uh, so we talked about kind of the criteria for there's a, there's a debate as to what what is considered a great TV theme right so it's acquired taste if you borrow a a song that's already out there does that really count as a TV theme I don't I don't think it should but there have been some really good examples like the great American the greatest American hero that is was, is widely considered one of the yeah. great TV themes of all time now one of the See, like I said, when I was going through this list of 100, one of the ones in the top 10 or maybe top five was the Brady Bunch. I can't stand that one. You see, I actually like the Brady Bunch. It I think figures. I think it's a song if, if you – yeah. Here's a story of Lee Shervanian. It's not going to get it done, Mark. You're, you're pushing. All right. Bet by this time tomorrow, I bet you Nick and I can put our heads together – and have a Brady Don't Bunch theme. Don't get a theme. concussion. Don't get a concussion. I bet you we can put together a Brady Bunch theme about Lee Sheranian. I hope not. The story of a man named Lee who was... <laughs> you know what? Drink your cold milk and let it fly. All right. How about this? We come up with one tomorrow for tomorrow's show. We get three Chick-fil-A's each. For a Brady Bunch? About you, you get nothing for that. The you Shervanian owe me. Bunch. If I have to listen to the Brady Bunch, you owe me. We, that's right. We're the Shervanian Bunch. The Shervani Bunch. The Vaney Bunch. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! All right. Um, someone said Night Rider. We played. We played that. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Did we do that? Oh, we, we did that a, off the air yesterday. Night Rider. Yeah. What about a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Was that a TV series? Yeah. Was it? Yeah. And it had the best theme song, too. Uh, Fresh Prince, that's a good point. We didn't have Fresh Prince on the list, but we talked about that one yesterday. As I did have it on my list, oh, but I just did. didn't have room to put into it. You put Bonanza on there before Fresh Prince? Bonanza, Bonanza went right number one. Yeah. Of course. And so the other criteria is, does it need words, or is the jingle just enough? Like, Miami Vice got a vote in here. I don't know. You guys tell me. Sanford and Son doesn't have words. That's a great point. So we try to make all these rules, 
and yet we have all these examples of the rules being broken. I, I like a good TV theme song that has words that I can listen to as a normal song if I want to. Like Cheers. Yes. Although you're you're probably not jamming to Cheers, you know, rolling down Correct. Dolphin Street on the way to work. Sure. <laughs> Magnum theme song, the Pokemon. Yeah, that got a vote. Uh, in addition, Mash got a vote. According to Travis, Power Rangers theme was fire. Get smart. The Get Rockford. Smart. The Rockford Files. Get smart got a vote. Uh, mm -hmm. What about Green Acres? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, Jeopardy gets a vote. Yeah. What is that theme? I think you. Nah, 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 nah. Oh, okay. This is Jeopardy. Uh, we could probably put my top ten. We could probably put game show themes in a completely different category, though. We should do a game show show where every segment we play a different game show game. Wow! Write that down. <laughs> Write that down. Good one. Yeah, do that late in August on my vacation. All right. So who's the uh, who's the odds-on favorite? If you had to predict, not a guarantee, but predict, who's the uh, who's the quarterback that? Auburn gets signed through the portal. Michigan State's. You think so? I don't know. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I have know. no idea, but I, I would guess right now. What To me, you mentioned Thompson coming in from Nebraska. Why wouldn't that have been done? If it hadn't, yeah. Yeah, if it had. I mean, he came in on the weekend. Normally, like you saw what happened with Alabama, before you could say, hello, he's in, right? I mean, we, we, we guessed that, I mean, if there was an obvious sports story that if you wanted to make a so-called guarantee, but that was going to be it because of Tommy Reese being the offensive coordinator. Why, so if Thompson comes in on the weekend, why is it not a done deal? And isn't, aren't we just trading T.J. Finley for T.J. Finley? Casey Thompson would be a sixth-year grad transfer. He's a former four-star quarterback, started in Texas before going to Nebraska. Now, Auburn reached out to him. Dude started 20 games for both teams over the last two years, so clearly he can play, but we're going on year six, team three. The other guy know. would have two years. Uh, the one And he's only six feet. Like He's yeah. listed at six foot. Well, I don't think that really matters uh, to Freeze because Malik Willis, well, no, he was over six feet. Um, Ashford's can't be over six, is he? Robbie? Is he that tall? I, it's... I don't know. Now, Michigan State's Peyton Thorne. That's the one I would guess, right? That, that, but there's only two guys right now that we're talking about. There may be somebody else we don't know about. I mean, he played 12 games last year for Michigan State. He's a dual threat guy. He's got two years of eligibility, uh, thanks to the old COVID. Um, but, you know, Mark, let's just say, example, for the sake of example, he comes in. Let's say he comes in, has a great year. Doesn't matter if he's got two years. If he has a stellar year, he's out in the N NFL draft anyway, right? I mean, if he comes in and does it remarkably well. You know what has surprised me is that Bo Nix is still playing collegiate ball. Even after the good year he had at Oregon, you would have thought that maybe he would have turned pro. I think there's a reason why he decided to come back, but I'm not sure why. But next year, he'll be, I would think, one of the most highly regarded quarterbacks coming out if his – Success continues at Oregon. Yeah. And how uh, many years has he been in college now? At least four or five, at least. Yeah. 
feel like these guys were day late for or a week late for the prom, man. Uh, by the way, uh, as long we're as getting, that NAL money is around, Ashford six three two fifteen according to big? one of our listeners. Ashford six yeah. three. Uh, WKRP in Cincinnati's getting votes. That's a good tune too. It's one of my favorite yeah, shows. Yeah, a good long one. Time. Uh, the Fall Guy. You were a Fall Guy I guy. Was. Oh yeah, you were Majors. You're a big Lee Majors I guy. Show. Fat Albert. No. No, not a big fan of Fat Albert. I don't know anything about it. Hmm. All right, uh, let's do this. Let's take a break. We'll come back, listen to some more TV themes, I guess. Let's see what Nick's got in the old uh, queue there. And, of course, uh, we continue to get uh, praise, uh, recommendations, congratulations on our nappy nominations. Uh, WNSP was nominated for seven different nappies. I don't or I don't know if that's a, a record for the station. Uh, the opening kickoff got three nominations so we're very excited and we've had a number of folks chime in um nick has been working feverishly to compile all those compliments so that we can share those with you yeah, I, I just got a really good one to come in all right so we'll, we'll do that one and some more tv themes and of course your phone call 694-1055 it's the opening kickoff wrapping up hour number two next right here on the sports station stay with us Hey, this is Ladarius Owens, former Auburn football player and current CFL player. You're listening to WNSP. Sun here. Welcome back in the opening kickoff. Uh, <laughs> we got some uh, some kudos for playing that one. So we will continue to play them throughout the course of our show today here on WNSP, a TV-themed edition. Uh, coming up, 8 o'clock, Chris Stewart's going to join us. We'll talk to the voice of the Crimson Tide. Justin Ferguson on TJ Finley as well. Uh, someone said you mentioned Hill Street Blues, but WNSP favorite would have to be themed from L.A. Law. Yes, we, because we do play it for David Green, which is why we won't play it here today. That'll be next Tuesday. Yeah. You got something over there. Oh, oh did we have – we had some more – okay, so yeah, let me say this. Today came – the nominations for the nappies came out. Um, the opening – WNSP was nominated for a number of nappies, including best radio station. Um, the opening kickoff was nominated for best radio show – Best no, sport, best morning show. Oh, I'm sorry. Best morning show. Best sports show. Best sports show. And best DJ team. Tag team. When I think of, <gasps> there it is. I think and, of DJs, I think of spinning music and sending spinning out spinning or spinning. Hey, man, well, spinning, spinning. You know those who well DJs on music stations. Well, but look. So since today is officially. Uh, we're putting it out in the open that we've been nominated for all these awards. We've had some pretty big name people uh, call in to congratulate us. And so, to, to recap, who's called in already? So we had Joe Biden, right? We had Donald Trump, <laughs> and then we had Elmo. Yeah. Do you really want Trump though? No, I pushing think, for you. I think that's a valid point, but I think the bigger picture is is that you. We have such an impact on so many different 
uh, various people from all walks of life right. that we are this common thread to bring people together. So on one hand, you have Joe Biden. On the other end of the spectrum is Donald Trump. You can't find two people more different blue, yet. The red. Yet they come since, together. Since we're a sports nation, uh, they can't cross we get, party lines. Can't we get a sports celebrity? Well, here's a guy. He used to, uh, I think he used to host like a sports game show. I'm pretty sure this guy did. Let's uh, let's just go ahead and hear from him. Go go ahead, man. Hey, everybody! It's the ghost of beloved comedian Norm Macdonald. You can't see me because I'm a ghost, and because this is a radio show, which you use your ears to hear, not your eyes. What you should use your eyes for is to vote for my guys, Mark, and leave for this nappy award thing. I'm not sure what exactly that is, but I'm sure it was worth resurrecting me from my eternal peaceful slumber. Well, that was very Norm, nice. He still got that classic comedic timing. He really. <laughs> can we hear? Can we hear the other ones real quick? Is that going to be an issue? I feel people didn't get to hear them all. Yeah, uh, let's see. Maybe Nick, I'm always quick-witted, uh, knew in advance to go ahead and hit the record button on some of these. Wait, what are you saying to me? I was just stalling so that you could bring up the, the audio file that you were going to play. Yeah, so let's go, let's go ahead and hear what old, old Joey B had to say. Dang, folks, it's President Joe Biden. I just want to congratulate everybody at the opening kickoff on being nominated for a nappy. Whenever it's time for me to get a nappy, that's when Joe has some warm milk ready for me by my bed at about 4.30 p.m. And, of course, this started a huge debate. Who drinks warm milk? It sounds awful. I mean, I know the big joke there is that he was taking a nappy, and that's well played. But, seriously, I need to talk to, I need to, talk to somebody who needs to call in the show and tell me that warm milk tastes good. I don't it's not going to change your mind if somebody song. tells you that and you don't like it. It's not going to change your well, mind. Well, somebody calls in and says, hey, it's good. You should well, try so you're it. You're going to try it? I might. I'm not. Well, we could do there's a taste definitely test tomorrow. someone still at their house right now. So, hey, before you walk out the door, go ahead and put a cup of milk in your microwave. Ugh, that sounds awful. <laughs> and let us know how, how that is. Now, I got to be honest. Hot milk sounds a little bit more appealing than, say, t milk that's been sitting out and is now room temperature. That well, we're not saying room temp milk. We're saying warm milk. Well, if your Coke gets warm, it's not because you heat it up. It's because it's been sitting out. Yeah, but if my sandwich is cold or... If your hot sandwich is cold yeah, or my, your pizza is cold... If is warm, then that means it's been cooked and I can eat it. Right, but if your pizza is cold, it's, it's been temp. sitting out. It's room temp. So it's based off your your uh, perspective whether something's warm or cold when they might actually be the same exact temperature. There's something philosophical you could probably go into there. All right, so who else we got that that chimed in? Uh, we got our boy, our boy Donnie. Hello, America. It's me, Donald Trump, and I just want to congratulate the opening pickoff on being nominated for a Nappy Award. Congrats to Mark Lee and. Great, great, great triple G. Yeah. Yeah, just stay off your Twitter. I think he has to now. Man, Lee be spitting fire at the he former really president. And, and the guy's just giving us a compliment. Yeah, I mean, I, I think we've proven that people can cross party lines and come together. We They have this mutual respect and love for us, the opening kickoff. 
That's right. And and let's just go ahead for the last one. Let's go from one guy who reps the red to another. <laughs> I'm not you should vote for the elderly kid up for the Nappy Award. But if you don't, then I'll lower on you in your dream. <laughs> that was a little disturbing. And he's going <laughs> to haunt us from our dreams. All Man, right. It's it's nice to have all these people come out and support us for our big nominations. I I think we're gonna you think we can win all these? You think it's a sweep? I don't know. I, I we often talk about it's so hard to to uh to defend a national championship. I think the same can be said for a nappy. Now we won for best sports show last year. Uh it's very difficult to to repeat. Uh you guys know that it's tougher to stay on top than to get there. But uh, we continue to work hard for you, plan a lot of things in advance. We do a number of meetings, content meetings, right, Lee? That's right. Uh, uh, too, too many to count. Yeah. We're all here about what? I'd say we all get here about two hours before the show starts. And we do it the right way, guys. We, 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 we build from the ground up. We recruit. We develop our, our ideas. We yeah. don't just go to the portal and take guys right. or, or ideas when we need them. Uh, we, we, we develop with in-house, and, um, and we feel like uh, that's just the best way to build a program and maintain that stability. I mean, there's all sorts of rampant speculation that, you know, we may hit the portal from time to time. That's just not who we are. Not like those afternoon guys who apparently are up for a little competition. Yeah, apparently. And they're pretty cocky about it, too. Yeah. I think we hoop it up with them. I think we all choose one event that we think that we would have an advantage in. Boxing! (laughs) (laughs) All right, Lee, you're up. Afternoon, guys. In the words of Jonathan Bender, two hits. Us hitting you, you hitting the floor. Over. See ya. Wouldn't we'll want to be you. Take a nappy. Yeah. You and Joe taking nappies. Chris Stewart, the voice of the Crimson Tide, is next. Join us. This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all sports radio station. 105.5 FM WNSP and WNSP.com. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim and Lee Shermanian. The opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark and Lee. All right, 8.05 or 8.04 as it is. Welcome back in. Hour number three. Thanks for making us part of your morning. It's the opening kickoff, Mark and Lee, right here on the sports station WNSP. All right, later on in the show, we'll be talking to uh, an Auburn uh, beat reporter regarding T.J. Finley. We've told you about the NBA where the Lakers survived a 14-0 run by the Golden State Warriors late in the game and won by five points in game one of their uh, Western Conference semis. The Knicks tied the series with the Bulls of one each by winning at MSG with the series going back to uh, Miami. Those are some of our headlines. And now let's bring in Chris Stewart, the voice of the uh, Crimson Tide, now doing baseball games. Chris, welcome to WNSP's opening kickoff. Good morning. How are you today? Guys, always good to talk to you. I'm doing really well. Good. Thanks for having me. I got it. Mark and I, there, there aren't many stories where we don't really have a 
a, a real take on it because of like the the details are a little bit fuzzy. And and I I don't know if you can help us out at all on this, but that story now the NCAA is investigating or looking into that story that came out of Ohio with that baseball yeah. game last Friday. And I'll be honest with you, I don't have a, I don't have a clue what's going on there as to what how how it occurred, why it occurred. But you know they put a stop to betting on Alabama baseball games in the state because yeah. of mysterious things, and now the NCAA is looking into it. I don't imagine you, as a broadcaster, really has any inside information on this. But do is there anything that you can put your finger on and say this is why they're looking into it? I I wish I could help, but I can't. I mean I'm I was uh, <laughs> I read it about four times. And each time I saw it, I said, huh, because uh, none of it made any sense, as certainly as the, the series played out. But I, uh, you, you guys, I think, know me well enough that, that I would tell you um, if I knew something uh, or if I could, and I will, I will tell you I'm not at liberty to discuss it, but the, the first inkling of anything – relative to this came when a when a fellow broadcaster from around the league sent me the story uh the tweet that that came out initially about it and that's honestly all i know i have i have uh no insight whatsoever on that and i i wish i could tell you more but i just can't i just don't yeah chris you, you were broadcasting the game correct Yes, I yeah, did all three yeah, games this yeah. weekend in Baton Rouge. And, and like, did anything out of the ordinary happen in a game like this? I, I know LSU won. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. Nothing out of the ordinary occurred whatsoever. We we've had horrible luck with pitchers, starting pitchers, and this is an Alabama team playing without, frankly, three starters that they thought they would have two months ago or did have two months ago, um, and and the most recent of those guys woke up with back spasms and could hardly walk in, in Luke Holman and couldn't go on Friday night. And so uh, you had to go with basically your your middle reliever in a start, and I'm drawing a blank on who it was that did start that game. Um, I'm sorry it, that, it's, that it's eluding me. But anyway, the guy that, that started – Game one did a pretty good job, but the problem with LSU is that they've got one of the most explosive offenses in the country, and I think they hit a two-run homer and a three-run homer fairly early to put that make that thing 8-1, and Bama rallied to make it 8-2 uh, and going into the ninth and then scored um, four runs to cut it to 8-6 and, and unfortunately had tying runs aboard and couldn't get them in, but that, that rally all started with two outs. So there was nothing... Uh, there was nothing bizarre about that. Alabama f- battled against the top-ranked team in the country and lost the game by four uh, in the middle of what I think was a pair of two-run losses um, and unfortunately didn't get a win, but there was nothing that stood out as odd or bizarre uh, about the weekend in Baton Rouge, which which for me, when I go to Baton Rouge and nothing stands out as odd and bizarre, I consider that a, uh, a minor victory just on a personal level. What so uh, regardless of, of how you consider the baseball or the outcome. Yeah, hey, uh, one of the great trivia questions, you know, we used this earlier in the week. Alabama became only the second 
college football team ever to have the top offensive and top defensive player go in the draft with uh, Bryce Young and Will Anderson. And as somebody who broadcast all games last uh, week when you were uh, this year, this past year, uh, I'm assuming you watched some of the draft anyway. What what, what were your thoughts when you saw that, that those two went the first two out of three? It was uh, it was really cool to see. It was uh, it was exciting for them. I'll be honest. I wish that um, the Texans had not been able to rally at the end of last season, so that they would have had the number one pick. Because I, I feel wholeheartedly that D'Amico would have taken uh, Bryce Young one. He would have taken Will Anderson two. And they would have gone in that order that way, and it would have been a uh, even more uh, mind-boggling deal. But um, I, I will say that while I've, you know, it's one thing to be a fan of the NFL and a fan of of guys, things like that. I haven't bought personally any NFL gear probably since I was a teenager or younger. Uh, but I ordered a Texans hat. This week with uh, and and yes, I'm a I'm a fan of Will Anderson, but I'm a D'Amico Ryan's fan, and um, uh, used to used to really love the Oilers, especially when Snake was there and and pulled for them. And uh, even though I was I was unhappy that the Oilers' name is not there and that that good looking Columbia blue that they used to wear, uh, I'm I'm deciding I'm going to go back to being a Houston fan because of their head coach. And I really like that guy that's uh, going to be playing at linebacker for them as well. You know, you bring up the Houston Oilers and, you know, the fact that they moved from Houston to Tennessee, I think that, and it's just a guess on my part, was one of the reasons it took so long for Robert Brazil, our local uh, uh, football star here, to get into the uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame. Yeah, you you lose your identity uh, with your franchise, and and there's so much turmoil there. You you really you lose your advocates, um, and that's you know it's unfortunate that that occurs. But no, I I agree. Robert Brazil was a great one, and and deserved to be in, in my opinion, long ago. And I know there's a ton of guys you can say that about. There's there's politics involved. One of the great. Um, honors and and coolest things I've ever had the privilege of doing was when I got invited to to go to Canton for Snake's induction into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Family invited me to to come. I was on a long list, but I was I was on the list and I was beyond honored that they would include me and had no desire to ever go to Canton for the, the Hall of Fame ceremony, but there was no doubt in my mind that when when uh Kenny was was voted in too late for him to be there and enjoy it and uh i'll always uh hate that that was the case but the fact that he went in was great and i wanted to be there and and so glad that i that i could be but uh those that was one of the guys like a robert brazil and and others that were uh that went in later than they should have. That's for sure. Could you, in my opinion, anyway, going back to when snake entered the broadcast booth with Eli gold, he had this uncanny, he had this knack for, uh, predicting plays. And there are very few that were able to do that. You know, there, there are one or two that come to mind. I'm not going to get too deep into that, 
but the fact that he could he was calling plays before they happened. Do you oh, remember yeah. that? Yeah, I do. There was so much about Kenny that was so good, and especially you know on the broadcast. But uh, but leading up, I was given the assignment of trying to get Snake from back back then and when he started. We did the pregame show not on the Walk of Champions, but on the actual quad itself. And I had to uh, I had to get him from the quad to the press box. And I don't know how we made it, man. You talk about the triumphant return uh, when when Snake had his first game as the color analyst, uh, whatever year that was. That was. That was not an easy assignment to get him from point A to point B with a lot of Bama fans in between. All of them wanted a picture, an autograph, or just to say hello. And y'all knew Kenny. He was he was not one to turn anybody away that was that was uh, wanting one of those things. So I had to play bad guy. Uh, me and a couple others wound up having to play the bad guy to try to get him from from the quiet to. The, to the stadium. I'm amazed we ever got there by kickoff. You know, Chris, when we had that arena football team here, it lasted one year in Mobile, and I was doing the play-by-play. We didn't win a game the whole year, but wherever we went on the road, I was just amazed at the turnout of people. Kenny was associated with the team, the autograph seekers, before the game, and he'd be signing autographs. He was like like it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, people just gravitated to him. I'm trying to remember, guys. That was probably – I don't remember what year that was, although I do remember that it occurred. And I that was before everybody had cell phones. And so now everybody, you know, autographs are still important to some people. Uh, but more often than not, it's can I get a picture. And to uh, to think about how many Kenny would have posed for, uh, in today's world, with the with cell phones everywhere, man, uh, they've been everywhere. But he's he was the best. There were there was none better. Chris, before Just, I let uh, you go, this is a TV theme morning. Do you have a favorite? I oh, love those. Yeah. Do you have a favorite TV theme over the years? A TV show that you'd strike as number one? Uh, the Andy Griffith Show theme is still the best. Oh look at that! He, he says it like it's fact, like it's like there's no debate. That's that's the not, kind. Not for me. You asked me mine, and so for me, there's no debate. Yeah. Whatsoever. Now there are several others that I liked. Uh, you know, I love the uh, the theme from Mash. Famous uh, suicide is painless. Very few know that that was the name of it. Yeah. But uh, just like Andy Griffith's show, uh, Fishing Hole. Was was the name of the uh, was the name of the theme song, but it was, you know, there were there were a bunch. Man, I used to love because I grew up in the seventies when seventies and early eighties when just about every TV show had actual words on their theme song. Yep. So it was a, it was a cool time. You're going. But yeah, Andy Griffith theme is always the favorite. We'll let you go, but you're you got Vanderbilt coming up uh, Thursday. Are you there? Or are they coming to you? They come to us. They'll be there Thursday. I've got a, I've got uh, something else Thursday night that was already on the schedule before the, the baseball schedule was sent out. But I've got that Thursday night, and then Friday and Saturday I'll be there at the Joe and 
hope Alabama can can win a series. Won't be easy. The the uh, Commodores are really really good. They did get swept by Tennessee, but that sparked what is now a as hot a team as anybody in the country is in, in the uh, Volunteers. Hopefully Alabama can can find a way to get a couple and get back in the the win column as well. Chris, great stuff as always, man. I always appreciate, appreciate you spending you some time. Have a great week, and we'll do it again soon. Y'all do the same. Yep. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Bye-bye. All right, so you guys can uh, jump in when we come back. Traffic and weather, uh, when we return, we'll catch up with Roy Hudson, I believe. Justin Ferguson will talk TJ Finley at 830. It's a TV-themed edition of the opening kickoff as we celebrate our nappy nominations. Thank you all to those who uh, spent the time to go and nominate us. We will uh, try not to let you down. That's always the goal. Stay with us. It's the opening kickoff. Hello, Mobile. This is Damian Craig, and I'm listening to Sports Station WNSP. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down. And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. I won't say the, but one of the. It's got to have been top five on the one you saw, right? It was up there in the top ten. I don't remember if it was in the top five. Mm, sorry. No, it's all good. There were so many of them, and, and, like, I drew up a whole list of ones to run. So, But if you like it, like I said, acquired taste. That's fine. No problem with it. We have uh, Roy Hudson on the line. Maybe he's got a favorite. Roy, good morning. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you guys doing? Good. Roy Hudson with Community Bank. Because I guess for not as far back as I do, do you ever have a favorite TV uh, theme? You know, I was just listening to you. And, uh, believe it or not, I have to agree with Chris Stewart. I love the Andy Griffith show. So <laughs> do you whistle? Sticks out. I guess I'm showing my age. He mentioned the time frame. So uh, that one just we loved watching. It was such a wholesome show growing up listening to that. So. Yeah, there's some good ones out there, and I think y'all mentioned a bunch of them, but that one probably sticks out. As soon as you hear it, you know what it is, and it just it just brings back some some good memories watching those TV shows. So when you come to work, you open up the big door at Community Bank. Are you whistling that? Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not a very good whistler, but uh, all the excitement is there definitely, like you saw on that show when we come to work, because we know we're going to help a lot of people that day and look forward to uh, – to all the customers coming in and talking with us. People come to Community Bank because, fill out the rest, because? Uh, of the people, there is no doubt. We talk about it all the time internally that it's the people that make the difference and that's our most valuable asset. So we give them all the tools to be successful. And I think when our customers walk in and ask us questions and we can answer them and, and help with the direction that they're trying to do and what they're trying to accomplish, that it really shows. So I would say that the people is the main difference when they walk in. You know, you continue to knock it out of the park, Roy. You ace every test. Lee always gives you these fill-in-the-blanks. He never gives you true or false, never multiple choice. He doesn't give you a word bank for these fill-in-the-blanks, but you continue just to ace it, man. Well, I'm trying. All right, I'll give him another fill-in-the-blank. When will W? First, let me say congratulations on all the nominations for the Nappy Awards. Uh, Obviously, the Mobilians out there know what I know. Uh, I enjoy listening to y'all, and I guess they are calling in and voting, and and hopefully they'll do some more of that, and uh, y'all will uh, follow up with another W. 
Well, uh, that being the case, uh, I'm still waiting for that invitation for the opening kickoff to be down at their your Gulf Shores opening uh, ceremonies. Well, I'm still I'm, waiting. I'm so I haven't glad seen you it. Mentioned that. Um, luckily, we just received our CO, so we have the technology team in there doing the final touches. So we're very close. Uh, hopefully, we'll have a, an announcement here on a date before long. But yeah, we're efforting that, and uh, we'll make that happen for sure. And it's going to be sooner than later, finally. Sounds great. Hey, Roy, keep listening at, at 8.30. Hopefully, we'll, uh, when we talk to Justin Ferguson, maybe we'll find out what direction they're going in a transfer portal quarterback. Please, we need that, uh, definitely. Hey, Roy, have a great one, man. We appreciate it. All right, thank you. Yep. You know, maybe I, I need a bigger TV screen, or maybe I'm getting my eyes checked today. Maybe that's it. But when you told me that I looked it up, Robbie Ashford, I, I didn't I, I look at him on this, you know, watching the games. He didn't look that big to me, but we had a listener call in and say he's six three and then I I Googled, of course, you never can trust what the sports information office puts out. They have him at six four. Maybe we need to change the name of SID sports information sports misinformation directors. <laughs> See, and somebody in the app oh, said we good. weren't comedians. You see They're that? Very good. This I'm killing it over here. Misinformation. But 6'4". The marvelous Mr. Mark over here. <laughs> How did – I don't know. That's That seems a bit high. I mean, I, I've seen him in the games, but you can't tell really. I, I mean, on the screen, but, I mean, 6'3", six, 6'4", six, good for him. Uh, the Office theme song is iconic, according to Jarrett. Um, continue to get a bunch of different stuff in here. Uh, a lot of praise on uh, for Chris and some of the comments about Snake. Yeah, it was really good. He's always just so good when he comes on with his cheers. Mashed, getting more uh, votes. Fresh Prince, we just played. That's gotten some uh, some love in there. Theme from Taxi. Um, and then there's some talk about warm milk. <laughs> we really cover it all. We really do. This this is. This is just our happy place. This is where we come, and a bunch of guys just kind of oh, talk it up. Thanks, you're here Adam. With your family, Adam Sandler. That was the happy place in Happy Gilmore. Remember oh, that yeah, when yeah. he talked to yeah. his uh, grandmother? You know, you know. She told him, "Yeah, happy. Put yourself in a happy place." Yeah. Is that what your son tells you when he comes and visits? He hasn't been visiting. I can't remember the last time he's been to come see me. And maybe that's why you're in your happy place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, instead of my son, I have a little doggy to take care of now. Lee is infatuated with his little dog. The dog, he's more and more endearing towards I it know. every time. They're going to have to rip that dog from this I man's just, cold, dead hands. I just wish he'd stop licking me so much. That means he likes you. I know he died. I Googled it. Lee, I was Lee wondering why he did all this research on dogs. I am. Trying to eat every <laughs> night. I've got a new food for him. Lee's been dog sitting, and now six weeks. Lee, Lee has Lee has been like, "What can you feed the dog off the table?" Taking him for walks. Yesterday, we I, I gave him. He could either go to the carrots or the apples. He ate but them both. You putting him in uh, like some little sweaters and stuff? No, no. I'm really. I, I don't want any of that stuff. I, I don't like right. seeing you dogs say, in you sweaters. Say you want a dog Lee too. and dog in matching no, sweaters in, no in July. That'd be perfect. No. All right, we're coming back with Justin Ferguson. NSP shirt I can give him? Ah, some new swag. (laughs) Stay with us. Making your way in the world today takes everything you've got. Taking a break from all your worries sure would help a lot. 
I was a big friend of uh, Cheers. You were a big friend of Cheers? Big fan. Oh, fan. Okay. Friend, fan. Well, you're kind of like Norm here when everybody wa- when you Norm. walk in. Yeah. No, not yeah. like Norm. We go, Lee! <laughs> Lee! <laughs> All right, continue with name? your comments in the app. I know his last name was Went. To play George Went. George, okay. Yeah. Uh, and then you had, like, you had Cliff and Norm at the bar yes. and, and Woody behind the bar. Who would you associate yourself with? In in the cheer in Cheers? In Cheers. Ooh, Nick would definitely Frazier. be Woody. No. Yeah, no. he Fraser was way too serious. Although he was very sarcastic, so maybe maybe so. I think so. Maybe so. Yeah. You you'd be the beer guzzling norm. No. Yeah, except I don't drink, drink beer. Be- yeah, that's, that's why the, that's the only fit. part I don't, I don't that know doesn't if you fit. fit. You don't fit. You just don't fit. I, I can't imagine and, and, and the who was the, the his his pal Cliff the yeah, mailman? Cliff. He was a pain. He always <laughs> came in there with these trivia questions. Maybe that's me. That's you. You're that's Cliff. Me. Boom. Yeah. There with you the go. The trivia stuff, right? And yeah. all this in, innocuous information that nobody cared about. Yep. Misinformation. Somebody's got great information. Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer. Justin, welcome to the show. Good morning. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? Okay. So Mark asked. I'll ask you. Who's their uh, transfer quarterback going to be? Yeah, it's a great question. It seems like, you know, Casey Thompson's been the guy who's made a visit, at least. Uh, the you know, former Texas starter, former Nebraska starter he was in uh, this past weekend. But I uh, wouldn't be surprised at all if Auburn's interested in K- uh, uh, Peyton Thorne. Uh, sorry, Peyton Thorne, the uh, starter from Michigan State. I think he kind of fits, um, you know, what Auburn wants to do in their offense, maybe a little bit better. He's a little bit more of a runner that we've seen a uh, design runner than what Casey Thompson has been the last couple of years. Also, he's got two years of eligibility. He can still play, uh, whereas Thompson would only have one. So he would be somebody that wouldn't just be a one-year rental. So I'm interested, I'm interested to see if Auburn does indeed bring Peyton Thorne in for a visit uh, because I think, um, you know, he would be a guy that they'd really, really move, move for. But uh, I, I, I personally don't think you can go wrong if you're Auburn with either Thompson or Thorne. You just need to get one of them. Um, and so it'll be very interesting to see how they play this uh, here, you know, over the next week or so. So don't, here's, you saw what happened with Alabama, okay? No sooner right. did they announce Buckner and he's, he's already in. Don't you think that if Auburn wanted Thompson, it would have been a done deal by now? Or vice versa, if Thompson wanted Auburn. Right. Yeah, no, no, I, I do agree with that. And I think there's, you know, Florida wants uh, a quarterback as well. There might be some other ones that are that are going after. But, yeah, I mean, I do think the fact that Thompson did come on a visit and it wasn't just kind of this immediate, you know, pick him up uh, kind of situation makes me do think that, uh, you know, keep an eye out on, on, on Peyton Thornton. And, and if Auburn would prefer him or if, you know, uh, Thorne would prefer Auburn, it'll be very interesting to kind of see, um, especially, you know, we, as we get closer and closer, um, you know, to the summer months and as, as school starts winding down. So I'd keep an eye out maybe, you know, even this weekend uh, for, a potential, for a potential visit from Thorne. If not, uh, it'll be interesting to see how Auburn can handle, you know, uh, getting able to, you know, lock it down with, uh, with Casey Thompson. 
Uh, Justin Ferguson's our guest here on WNSP. Not a huge, I don't think many people are shocked TJ Finley decided to transfer. You probably had the story written, just had to top it and hit publish, right? <laughs> uh, so, but what, where, where did it all go wrong? Is it as simple as pointing to that Penn State game where he got injured, or was there other underlying factors there? I just think you know when he when he got hurt last season and, and Robbie Ashford kind of took over as the starter um, and never really gave it up and you know Tom and, and Ashford did play through injury to, to kind of hold on to that I, I think it was just kind of always going to get to the point where you didn't see TJ Finley kind of be the starter in spring ball you know he you heard more about. Uh, Garner, Holden Garner, and you heard more about Robbie Ashford than you ever did w- with Finley. I think Finley came back to the to the team after you know taking a leave of absence late last season. Came back to the team, you know, knocked the rust off, um, you know, got to you know get back in the swing of things football wise. Um, but you know, it was going to be hard, I think, for him to realistically be a starter again at Auburn, um, especially with what uh, Hugh Freeze and and Philip Montgomery do with their offenses. Um, so it was just a matter of, hey, get to the position where, um, you know, you, you can be a graduate and, and then you can be eligible immediately your next stop. And it looks like, you know, Finley with the semester winding down um, is about to be in that point. So, yeah, he'll, he'll move on and, and, and find out somewhere else. But, yeah, I just the moment that Ashford really took over and didn't really give up that job uh, and the missed time that, that Finley had with the program, I, I do think, yeah, he was a better fit for the previous coaching staff's you know style of play, uh, but not as much for this one. So, did you have the story filed? You just needed to top and hit publish. <laughs> yeah, basically, basically, <laughs> it was something you know we had been kind of kind of expected to see um, for for a while now, and and so um, not not surprised at all. And I'll I'll, I'm, I'll be very interested to see where Finley finishes up his career because I think teams are you know even though he's had some struggles at Auburn. Dude, six seven, and has got a really powerful arm. I'm sure somebody is going to want to want to value that in the portal. Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer joining us this morning. So, do you know of anybody other quarterbacks that they're interested in? Because I'm wondering, what if they strike out on both of those? Where does that leave the roster? Yeah, I mean, I do think those two quarterbacks are the are the top priority, and like you need to get one of them. Jeff Nolan's been another guy they've they've talked to, they've reached out to at least from Oregon State. He's been in the portal for a while now, I think all the way back in December. Uh, former starter at Oregon State, just really hadn't had found a landing spot yet. He, he could be an option, um, but yeah, I do think you know Auburn had been waiting to you know have the right quarterback come into the portal and and really make a push there. Uh, and so the fa- the fact that you know two of them came in over the weekend that have multiple years of starting experience in the Big Ten, I think, was a really good sign. So kind of goes back to, to what I was saying earlier. Like, you just got to get one of them. Um, you know, don't want to strike out on both of them. Um, so find a way to, to, to make it happen and, and, and get get at least one of these guys. Because I think both of them could fit what Auburn wanted to do. I think Thorne, obviously, with this flexibility, with him being able to potentially play two seasons, might make him a little bit more valuable uh, in the portal. But either way, I think Auburn just needs to go and, and, and get it done here. Uh, in the near future with one of these two guys. Okay, but they've also been bringing, and I saw they brought a edge rusher McLeod in from Appalachian State. Any others that are on the radar right now? Yeah, there's another uh, edge rusher, Isaac Ukwu, from uh, from James Madison that, they, that they've uh, brought in for a visit and you know could potentially get. They need multiple edge rushers, Dylan Brooks, uh, in the portal. 
Um, you know, this past weekend, Auburn's got to completely reload uh, on the edge. And, you know, they could use multiple guys, not just McLeod, even though I think McLeod is a, is a really fun fit uh, for what Auburn wants to do there. Got a couple wide receivers in, some young guys um, with, with multiple years of eligibility left. I was kind of help out that room. I've been in a couple of linebackers maybe as well. Got another offensive line spot open. Uh, Jaden Muskrat from Tulsa, who played with Dylan Wade and Philip Mon- uh, you know, under Philip Montgomery at Tulsa, is another guy to keep an eye on. So I, I think you know Auburn right now. If you look at it, they've got probably five, six, seven spots they can still use, and they got a few needs. I don't think they're going to go crazy and just like go get everybody in the portal, you know, here over these next couple of weeks. But uh, I do think they they would love to have a wide receiver if they could get it, another offensive lineman, maybe a box linebacker, maybe another edge rusher. You do that, and and a quarterback, obviously. Uh, you do all that, uh, I think you'll 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 feel feel pretty good. And they've had a lot of guys in on visits here the last couple weekends. Do you think that Robbie Ashford at Auburn now could be turned into what Hugh Freeze did with Malik Willis at Liberty? Do you see that possibly happening if? if uh, Ashford is the starting quarterback this fall? It's going to be interesting because I think, you know, Ashford's going to have just a really big jump to get to the to the pass accuracy numbers, you know, that Willis had at Liberty. And obviously they didn't play the toughest schedule in the world uh, at Liberty. And, and Willis, you know, didn't light up, um, you know, the, the few, you know, quality, you know, power five teams they played. Uh, but obviously had a, had a phenomenal track record as a runner. Uh, and did improve as a passer to get to the point where he was an NFL guy. So, you know, I think it would be tough just because, you know, last season, last season you saw Ashford, you know, less than 50% completions and he was playing through injuries and stuff like that. You know, I I think he could get get better, but like you're going to be asking for a lot to take that kind of jump forward. And, you know, he he didn't, he wasn't a hundred percent in the spring, which I think affected him some, especially with that throwing shoulder. Um, so it's not surprising at all to see Auburn potentially go after quarterbacks here uh, in this uh, in this in this window because I think they see potential in a guy like Robbie Ashford, uh, but I think there's more stability, more consistency, possibly in another option. So behind Ashford, of course, the uh, freshman and aren't don't they have a freshman coming in too? Yes, yeah, yeah. Hank Brown from uh, from Nashville will be coming in here this summer, so they will have. They do have three quarterbacks still on the roster right now, but I think they, like I said, they puts the puts the added pressure of trying to get another one here. Um, you know, at least to compete for the starting job, if not be the guy. Hey, man, great stuff as always. It never seems to be a downtime when it comes to the SEC. How can people get the uh, latest news on all things Auburn? Yeah, AuburnObserver.com, sign up there. It's $6 a month or $60 a year for all of our newsletters and our podcasts covering Auburn football and men's basketball. We email everything straight to your inbox every morning. Uh, and so there's a lot of stuff up there right now that you can check out, AuburnObserver.com. Hey, uh, Justin, we appreciate the time. Uh, our informal uh, poll question of the day is favorite TV theme song. You want to give, give us a stab at it? No, um, you know what? I, I I think you can't go wrong with uh, the Office theme. Uh, it's 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 one of my favorites. It's always super catchy. Gets stuck in your head as as soon as you start watching it. So I'm gonna go with the Office. That's what she said. Had <laughs> a boy. Yeah. There all right. Hey man, appreciate it. Thank you very much. We'll be in touch. Yes, sir. Thank you. See what I did there is because that's what. Anyway, one final segment is the opening kickoff right here on the sports station, WNSP and WNSP.com. That's right, the show nominated now. 
for three of the station seven nappy nominations. We can win all three. You think so? You think it'll be a sweep? If we believe in ourselves. It's more importantly if the people of Mobile and Baldwin counties believe in us. We're here for you guys. Yeah, we just gotta put the work in. Teamwork will make the dream work. That's right. It's that, Lee, it's that we over me mentality, baby. Stay with us one final segment. <laughs> one last TV theme. This is Julian Zeus McClurkin with the world famous Harlem Globetrotters, and my favorite station is WNSP Sports Radio 105.5 FM. opening kickoff mr shervanian bonanza that was your favorite one well he didn't play the dallas theme i like the dallas theme Cue it so up. maybe no maybe we'll do it uh, no this is the beauty of our show no we but i'm saying we, we, we yeah i know but we could also come back tomorrow and do more tv themes part two part two interesting mark about this is that even though i like the theme i never watched the show oh stop it you're not fooling anybody i you never know what, watched you know which one you know which one we didn't put we didn't play saved by the bell we didn't play 90210 we could do it tomorrow i don't know man why not because if you give people uh a, too much of a good thing it's right. no longer a good thing well then we'll wait till next week and do it or next year yeah, maybe we'll do a different that. theme next week there's a reason there's like years in between every Marvel uh, Big Avengers movie release. You got to build up that hype. Yeah. Got to have the people want Seems it. like there's a Marvel movie every week. I ain't yeah. going to lie. They've, they've, they've kind of gone downhill. Yeah, so. Really? Now, I haven't I, seen the last Guardians, but, yep. but. The new Guardians of the Galaxy comes out this week. It's got good reviews. Yeah, but ever since Endgame, it's just been anticlimactic there. Yeah, but I like that little raccoon, man. <laughs> Lee's a dog lover. Triple G over there, raccoon lover. I like it. Oh, that's good to know because if we ever get stuck with a raccoon, I know where we can send it now. Oh, yeah. You tried to catch the raccoon. We did. We caught it. With a, with what again? What was Honey it? Honey bun. Honey bun. Honey bun is the... the His uh, claws. Those yeah, claws are just... Like, uh, well, you had like a box propped up with a stick or something or... A cage. Put a honey bun in there and he goes in there and that's it. And sucker, I can see like an old timey Looney Tunes cartoon of like Lee trying to catch a raccoon around his house and it keeps like outsmarting him. <laughs> <laughs> you waskably wabbit. Oh, wait, it's a raccoon. My bad. You don't give me any credit at all. We did. We're, we're sitting here. Look, we made a rap song about you, Lee. I'm talking about chasing down a raccoon. Well, I mean, yeah, we. we so, so the guy that did all this that we hired. 
He probably took it to another neighborhood and let it go. Oh, yeah. See, now I have a That's place. Smart. That's, That's how he keeps business going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, now it's I, the same damn raccoon. Now I know where to send it. Next time, we'll send it COD to uh, Mr. Nick. Uh, speaking of uh, chasing things down, we haven't had a chance to talk about this, and we probably won't spend a lot of time on this because it's not a great topic, but it's been in our news all day about this Texas suspect. I don't want to talk about what he did, but the fact that he was found hiding under a pile of laundry tells you all you need to know about this guy. I mean, first of all, how big's the load of laundry? Was his, like, arm sticking out? Did he look like E.T. up in that thing? Kind of like... It's just the most bizarre story you could possibly think. It's, it would really, if we were doing News of the Weird still, it would be my News of the Weird for the day. He was caught in a closet underneath a load of laundry. You know, if it wasn't such a tragedy, um, you know, I could see where you, you know, News of the Weird. But what he did is just, how do, how do, how does this happen? How does it, you know, just, what, what you're talking about that, that guy in Texas who killed five people? Neighbors, yeah. Right? Okay, yeah. Just want to make sure we're on the same page on it. Yeah. No, I didn't see. I didn't want. To, I I just said I didn't want to talk about what he did or how he did it. Well, that's exactly where I you went. Yeah, but you can't. How about there's a man hiding under clothes and thinks he's not going to get caught? You've you've seen. I don't know if it's happened in real life. I think it has. You've seen people in uh, hide in laundry baskets to try to escape prison and things like that. Oh, you! I, I was thinking like the laundry baskets at like in no, your no, house. No, no, like, the push, dude, the push, no, the push ones. Dude, you can't get like one of those. Minute, like yeah, in the prison. Yeah, yeah they, the they go down the laundry chute. Works every time. <laughs> Somebody try that and die. In the in the app, we were talking about the Brady Bunch and stuff, and uh, our girl Linda from the draft party. She actually put in the app the entire lyrics to the Brady Bunch. Lee Shervanian song. Oh, oh, she, I didn't hear, oh, wow, I didn't see that one. I must have missed that one. With Lee lyrics? Yeah, do you want to sing it? Uh, I don't even see it, but if you wouldn't want to. It's past, uh. Or do we record it? Do we record it for tomorrow? Uh, uh, let's see. And we didn't play Greatest American Hero or the Hill Street Blues. Yeah, we'll Wait, have to revisit this. There's a lot of TV shows. We can't get to them all. Someone said the best theme song was SWAT. I don't even know what that is. Nothing. You know what's got a good theme song? The Family Feud. Yeah, I think I think that goes game show. I think that's a different category. Best game show themes. We could probably do that one day. For sure. How about some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Yeah, you've been pushing it. Go ahead. I mean, you're the man with the Finger on the on the button. That's true. I can just mute y'all and play whatever I want. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something, Lee, is if we found out for a whole week nobody was hearing <laughs> us because he was just doing his own little show back there? All right. Play. Oh, yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles. All right. Hit us with uh, hit us some WKRG in Cincinnati. Hit us with some WKRG in Cincinnati. Am I still on mute? Are you not hearing me? <laughs> we should just do a collage of TV shows here. TV theme songs. What did you say? WKRG? I thought they yeah. were b based in Mobile. KRP. He oh, meant KRP. Yeah, did I say WKRG? That's hilarious. <laughs> well, at least he listens. Yeah. Baby.
We also got to do 90210 and Saved by the Bell. By we the got way, three minutes. you ought to push. What's the uh, 5.30 uh, podcast Changing tonight? Changing the channel. That's going to be the uh, NFL show with Michael Bronner. See, here's what I don't understand. Again, so when, they, when they're when they not a part of the podcast, they just get a half hour off? Is that what happens? Yeah. And this is worthy of being nominated for a nappy? I guess it's pretty smart if you can get away with it. Well, you know, they also have Talking Football nominated for the nappy, which is an hour of their show once a week. If you ever wondered... So what you're saying is they don't work 15 hours a week. They work more like 13 and a half. We put out way more show than they do every week. Clearly. And now should that influence your vote? Well, I'm not saying it should. I'm not saying it shouldn't. Up to you. That is up to you. But we already know how some people feel about us being nominated for nappies. I'm waiting to see which one he pulls up. <laughs> hey, folks, it's President Joe Biden. I just want to congratulate everybody at the opening kickoff on being nominated for a nappy. Whenever it's time for me to get a nappy, that's when Jill has some warm milk ready for me by my bed at about 4.30 p.m. Got to get that nappy in. Got to get that nappy in. That's right. Lee, you take naps during the course of the day? Inadvertently. 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 And by that, I mean I'm sitting and I'm, let's say, doing some things, and I just doze off during a show or so. Ten minutes later, I'm up again. Not our show. You've never fallen asleep during our show. Not lately, no. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, I mean, I can't think of a better endorsement for voting us for a nappy than Lee saying he hasn't fallen asleep during the show. This is in the afternoon. Once I go home and start relaxing after working out. So you fall asleep during the uh, the final drive? Well, I don't have it on. I'm watching. I, I thought maybe that was like your white noise. No, I'm watching it. Marcus, Marcus suggested I watch Suits now. When you talk about Lee taking a nap, it's like a five minutes, ten minutes. Oh, yeah. We got a lot of play on their show yesterday that we were impersonating them. Yeah. Yeah. I saw in the app. Be careful. They may have you come in and do the show one day. Oh, that's right. I was supposed to text him about that. Yeah, no. I think that actually is supposed to happen. Yeah. Next week. I'm glad you reminded me about that. Good tip. All right, what's shaking for tomorrow there, oh, Shervanian? We, we are loaded with big timers. Do you want to just give us a, a taste, a hint? Paul's back. Yeah. Paul Feinbaum. He's actually – here's the thing, though. Do we need to stop having him on now? He was nominated, I believe. I don't – think we should feel threatened all right here's what we're gonna do let's get a liner for him from him promoting us yeah for the nappy can we do that he probably isn't even aware he can ask him to say hey paul yeah we'll we'll get him to say something and then i'll take it and i'll cut it together where it sounds like hey don't vote for me vote for mark and lee colorado defensive coordinator charles kelly will start off the morning with us wow Huh. Does he have any players to? We'll find out. All right, we'll find out if he's, he's got any players out. or That's they're on the at, portal. He is out recruiting, so we'll find out. Yeah. All right, I want to thank everybody for their contributions today. It was a lot of fun, as always. Uh, for Triple G and Lee, I'm Mark. We'll be back tomorrow at 6 a.m. Until then, see ya.